It's Operation Babble with Mike Shrews. It's pop culture, music, movies, TV too. It's time to explore life. It's Operation Babble time. Boom. Boom. What was that? Inception? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> War of the Worlds? It's the tripods. No. Boom. Oh. Man, so what? Wait, so, so we were we were talking conversation before we started. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, we so were yeah. like, "Let's hit record and get this shit on." If you can't tell, Michael and I are feeling a little beat up. I think it might be the weather. I think that's a lot of it. I, I'm tired. Anyway. I'm tired as fuck. I'm a tired man. I'm with you, and it's and it's like been like super cold and shitty. Like we're talking like negative like thirty degree wind chills up here. Yeah, and so like we're talking like. 30 degrees here <laughs> yeah oh dude everybody like on the internet from florida is like 33 degrees this is awful how do people live like i love this? it because i can actually wear a fucking hoodie and some right? jeans once in a while <laughs> and, and not sweat the <laughs> right like i can uh, go to bed with a t-shirt on and i'm not w- waking up drenched in sweat in the middle of the night it's awesome. Well, well, that's. <laughs> I'll leave that alone. <laughs> there were so many places I could go. Um, so what, what? So yeah. So we were, like, obviously, You're going um, over. Uh, we were we were lamenting yeah. about crisis. And granted, uh, we don't want to probably go too long no. just because we had two long podcasts about it. But um, and, and don't worry, this isn't going to be a massive segment, guys. We're just talking nah, real quick. To bring nah, up some so other shit. Not even gonna, not even gonna play the song. Yeah. Uh, um. What the fuck, uh, CW? But, but, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but what the fuck? Um. <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, obviously, you could tell, like, my my, uh, I did not receive the crisis, uh, very well. I I still you didn't take I, the crisis information very well. <laughs> <laughs> my crisis impact panel did not work. Um. <laughs> Uh, and the more I think about it, the less I liked it, and the, and the more I'm a little annoyed by it. But um, the thing is, is that it's funny now, because you're starting to see some of the actors, since especially Stephen Amell's moving on, they're about mm. to wrap like the final two episodes of Arrow this season. And uh, he came out and did a interview. Uh, I don't know if he did it exclusively with uh, uh, SuperheroHype.com, but... Uh, I, I was reading it, and it's essentially talking about how during his uh, initial death scene, when he's on the gurney, um, he was really annoyed because uh, they were trying to rush Grant Gustin and Katie Lotz out because they had their shows to do. And that's his first death scene, too. It was his first one. I know. It's so stupid <laughs> that we have to say that. How silly is that? Because technically um, his, bo- like he, his body dies three times? Because he dies so. in that one, and then his body's disintegrated when the rest of the universe is disintegrated, and yeah. then he dies at the end of the last, or not even the last episode, the second to last episode. Yeah, those, I, I still, I still cannot get over that. It's one of those things where I just keep saying it feels so weird to say that you literally do not see Oliver, yeah, or Green Arrow's like face the entire last episode of the crossover it blows my fucking mind yeah but um and all like, these people owe this shit to him like if the, his, exactly if he wasn't like if his show didn't take off none of this shit would be possible yeah it'd be like it's almost like the equivalent of like the final like half of avengers you just didn't see robert downey jr like you just didn't see him at all 
Yeah, um, the whole fight scene thing. Like, just assume, like, after the explosion or something at the battle, like, before the battle starts, you just don't even see his face ever again until the end of the film. Like, not even until no, the end of the film. He, he gets, like, like when Spidey shows up, he takes his mask off and shit. Gets oh, no, I, I'm, I'm saying, like, because you'd even see, like, Iron Man or something. That's fine. Yeah. I'm talking, like, you just don't. Like, you only talk about the character in name. You don't see his face. You don't see him yeah, yeah, yeah. or any of that. Because, I mean, even remember, he has the hologram message to his daughter right. after, the, after the thing. But anyway, uh, Stephen Amell is not very happy because he's like, he's like, here I am, the guy from Arrow, dying, and I bought a Supergirl show with Supergirl cast and crew, and I don't have anybody around me, and most of the actors aren't even there. So I'm, like, talking to a fucking tennis ball trying to do this real scene. And he goes, I, I, my frustration is, is like, how do you put out a quality product? Yeah. Or, now, or, is this I, a I'm video or is it just like a sit down interview that they wrote? It looked up, like or? a, I'm assuming it's just an interview. Cause I only, I only, read I would the, love the, to see like an actual, like from his mouth type thing, you know? Oh, I refuse to believe that won't happen. He's very vocal about um, his roles and, and you can tell he really cares about arrow. Like he really did. He even said, um, I wanted to leave before the start of season seven. That was the point. Like, he's like, I was ready to go, mm. but they, dude, the money. He goes, I don't want to lie to anybody. I don't want anybody to get things twisted, but man, they offered me a lot of money and it would be fiscally irresponsible to turn that down. Especially because he he's got kids and shit, you know? Yeah. And then he locked out and he goes, well, and I locked out because season eight ended up being a great time. I really enjoyed what I was doing. It was I, it, like production wise. It felt like one of the better seasons and i'm like i could probably give you that um but yeah i could see his frustration i mean everybody's like so worried about like fitting everything in Mm -hmm. that it's just like he got pushed to the sideline and it's just like dude this is supposed to be his send-off like this is this is really silly it's like throwing a a surprise birthday uh birthday party and you forgot to send him the invite (laughs) like you know it's i just thought it was and him here, him him saying that stuff kind of makes me feel a little validated about a couple of those scenes that I was like, man, that felt really weak. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully everything keeps moving forward. I think I'm kind of done. I, I I don't know. Legends of Tomorrow looks like fun, and it mostly just seems like it's because they're going in their own direction, and I like it. So. I didn't watch because the episode just dropped. Yesterday. Pretty much all the shows restarted. Um, like all, Flash hasn't right come out yet, and the last episodes of Arrow haven't started yet. They started. They did later. promos. Yeah. I think. I think Arrow started again. No, because they just. Are did you it? Sh- sure, I'm pretty sure. I didn't. If it did, I didn't see it. I watched the Batwoman episode and the Supergirl episode. Okay. Um, and nothing else was on that I could find except for Black Lightning was on, but. I started it and then like after they got past the initial like this crisis thing happened. Yeah. They started getting into their storyline. I was like, fuck, I got to watch everything to know what the hell's uh, going on. And they oh, actually look Lighting. like they have good actors in that show, man. I really oh, want to watch that. I, I'm not kidding, dude. I watch clip compilations of like yeah. their best scenes like all the time. It's good shit. It's just like I just I think that's going to. Is that you think that's going to take up the mantle of like the darker tone show like Arrow was? No. Because uh, uh, they seem a lot more serious toned. In oh, there. they're absolutely. I would say I would put it on the level of like Luke Cage, Jesse yeah. Jones. Like they feel like they went more that route. Um, I don't know, man. I, I hope so. 
Because, yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting how you're going to keep a dark tone with Arrow when you have three chicks in leather running around. Oh, like, yeah, because they're doing uh, Arrow around. and the, the, the canaries, canaries or, or some shit. And when their powers, like, We'll see when that it. actually happens. <laughs> do you always do you always find it funny that like two like two of the women in the show their their superpower is to just yell at men really loud? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, a guy probably did create those characters, so <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's why she ended up in a bustier and a um, fishnets. I did I, I, I did watch the Batwoman episode. It was alright. I mean Coming off of Crisis and, like, how, like, tone-deaf that whole, like, five episodes was, mm-hmm. it was nice to be like, oh, wait, at least I know what the tone of this episode <laughs> is going to be. <laughs> like, my expectations have been set and properly. It, it wasn't a horrible episode, but, it, I mean, it's still Batwoman episode. You're so, you're still, so like, nice eh. to that show. I love how you're so nice to um, that And Supergirl was actually pretty fun. Uh, they they dove into of course because Lex Luthor and shit like that. Yeah. So they dove into it a lot more, and their their show is more like affected anyways by the stuff mm. because it's in the world, or they yeah. morph the worlds or whatever. Um, so they dealt with a lot more stuff in there, and there was like two hundred brainiacs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was like so he's like the, so he's like the new Wells of. of- it, it was kind of like that. It was kind of like the Court of Wells or the Council of Wells or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It kind of like that with Brainiac. I mean, it wasn't 200. I'm over-exaggerating. It was probably like yeah, yeah, five yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, but there was even one that was like a female Brainiac. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're like, we're all the same, you know? And it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, sure. And then, and, uh, and like he's told that, you know, you have to help Lex Luthor, but no, your friends are going to want to help Lex Luthor, but Lex Luthor's like the key to helping everything, keeping everything. He's the key to all this. He's like Jar Jar yeah. Binks. Basically. He's the key. So it'll be interesting. Apparently, Lena uh, knew, uh, as Lex's sister, knew everything yeah. still, though. She was like the one person they didn't have to give her memories back to. Sure, why not? Like, they just yeah, like, but... oh, no, we need to keep this whole beef going between you and Supergirl, God. so. How fucking easy was that, too, that Martian Manhunter's just going around fucking Vulcan mind-melding everybody? And the thing so... is, I, I don't get how that works. They could don't, they should only be able to get his memories. Yeah. They shouldn't be able to get their memories back because they're a completely different being. They don't have, it's not like it's, like, built into their brain yeah. somewhere else, but... That's a whole other fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, it's just you gotta gotta do what you gotta do to yeah. get your shows back, I guess. Batwoman tackled the crossover thing. Like, I I thought they were gonna do a lot more in the show. Like when they started the episode, I was like, oh, they just changed up everything. And then I was like, nope, that's just a stupid story plot that's in there, whatever. But then, like the probably final, like a like, fucking throw throwaway line, like "Yo, I just did this thing where I saved the multiverse." Okay, now back to business. Yeah, every single show it was like that, except uh, like him and then uh, for Batwoman, it, Luke was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, crisis, blah blah blah, whatever." No one mm. knows, you know, all that shit because mm. <laughs> he doesn't know and nothing. Did um, they put Luke back into being? fucking pussy luke yeah why the fuck does he always wear a suit he's in a bat cave his entire life why are you wearing a suit he's also got fucking like eight pack abs like what are you doing right (laughs) uh they did introduce another character who i think is gonna eventually be part of the bat crew um 
just because fucking she took her mask off right in front of the kid. I'm it was a kid. Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, but I, like the last two seconds, they kind of like pulled in more from the the whole world joining bullshit, mm. um, and ended it like that. Uh, well, we'll see how it goes moving forward. I Legends is really the only thing on my radar. I'll probably stick with yeah. Flash just because I'm I'll probably to watch Legends tonight. I um I just I have zero interest in Arrow and the Canaries. Like, had well, the Canaries gone off and done something by themselves, I might have cared, but like Arrow's there's no dynamic there. Doing they have two episodes left of Arrow. Yeah. There's absolutely zero reason that uh his daughter should be there because the universe has been restarted, which means all the time travel stuff should have been put back. Yeah. Um but that's a whole nother thing that they'll probably yep. ignore. Yeah. And then like I, I just want them to end that show whatever fucking are are they gonna bring I, they're not gonna bring felicity back if they were they should have had her in the crossover when he fucking died oh yeah um otherwise it's just like really guys you were just that cheap you couldn't afford the actress for one yeah. extra shoot day or something you know i'm just telling you it just seems so strange that you had oliver died twice you had two opportunities yeah. to have a sad scene with him but uh, and some mixture of felicity Diggle, Barry, and Sarah. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do any of them. Like, you got, they'd be like, well, Sarah and Barry. I go, uh. It would have been cool, though, too. Like, when he's in purgatory and they go to try and pull him out, instead of, like, just um, the the specter coming up to him, like, it's Mm -hmm. the specter and he's saying stuff and, you know, He's like, I'm not fucking going with you. And then Felicity walks out behind. Yeah, or something. Like that would have been like really cool. Her around or something. Yeah. Um, it was silly. It was all but, silly. Um, that's enough with that shit. That's enough of that show. <laughs> I'm interested yeah. to see what Flash does with it. You know, uh, hopefully they changed up a bunch of stuff. Like these shows had such an end to just, you know what? Do whatever they We're wanted. We're gonna switch up the whole storyline yep. now. And it's just like you guys are failing. Yeah. The only the only the only thing I got is that in the Flash promos, it looks like they're making Iris West like annoying again. So that's either gonna go really bad. I haven't or really seen the, those promos. Yeah. Now she's just being kind of an annoying bitch again, and it's like, oh my god, please, if you're gonna do that, please kill her this time. <laughs> like, we can't, we can't. I don't want another "We Are the Flash" yeah. moment. Like, please don't do that. To me I think. Again. I think from the few minutes of uh, Black Lightning that I did watch, uh, they're they seem more level headed with dealing with this stuff because yeah. like they go to the guy who happens to be Dexter's dad, <laughs> the oh actor. My God. Yeah. <laughs> um, they go to him and you know he's like you know we we got we were both in different dimensions or whatever because his daughter apparently got sucked into an alternate universe as well, but oh, she was okay. like within there so she never did, died or anything like that. Gotcha. Um, and then, of course, he was out helping. He's They're telling the guy, and he's like, well, I have no recollection of any of this stuff happening. He's like, well, everything joined together. And he's like, well, wait, if I don't have any recollection, no one else does. So we don't know what has changed and what hasn't from what uh, you guys know and trying to, like, get it level-headed and shit like that. So I was like, like Flashpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. And then I just turned it off because I was like, they started getting into the bad guys, and I saw the – the old gangster dude from 50 cents movie. And I was like, all right, I got to turn this off. Cause I don't know what's going on. I don't on know yet. what's going on. 
Yeah. Nope, I feel you. But, uh, okay, so, yay. Okay, let's get away from that. What yeah. else? Uh, so what other um, vomit-inducing... Uh, vomit-inducing? I don't have nothing vomit-inducing. I um I checked out I Picard. Picard dropped last night. <laughs> um, I.e. this morning. And it's all right. Okay, I mean, it's... They they call it Star Trek Picard. Is that the full name? Is it just Star sure. Trek's Picard or some shit like that? Yeah, I think um, I think it's just like Picard with like the, the symbol. But yeah, whatever. it's the first show that they've done for Star Trek that isn't like well, besides Deep Space Nine, um, that isn't based on a ship's name. But Deep Space okay. Nine was based on the freaking space station. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's the first one that actually just centers around the person. I think they did. They did a decent job with the first episode. Again, I only saw the first one. I know people out there have seen the first three because they screened them like that for some people. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they uh, introduced the whole theory of uh, Bruce Maddox, um, who is the guy who... So, back in the day, he wanted to dissect data... <laughs> Okay. Uh, take data apart and um, figure out how data is so sentient, like how he's a sentient life being and shit like that. And of course, they said no. And then of course, uh, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna have you transferred here." And then data was like, "Well, fuck you. I'm leaving Starfleet." Mm-hmm. And uh, then the guy's like, "Well, you can't do that. You're property. You're not a person. You're property." Oh, Trying you're to right. do that shit. So they they brought up this guy's name, uh, Bruce Maddox, in the show in Picard. And he's supposedly, like, because he was doing work on synthetic beings and shit like that. Okay. Um, but the way they, they brought him up, I was just like, you're making him seem like he was a good guy when he was basically said they're not people. They're property. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Badman. Yeah. And I remember they were trying to, like, in the show, they had done something about... Um, where he was trying to say, well, Data needs to come with us. We want to basically clone him, like remanufacture him uh, because they couldn't break down the the brain functions of Data without him. And uh, they fought against it being like, well, basically what you're wanting to do is Data's a race. He is a race. And you want to clone that race to turn them into slaves because they wanted to use the robots for fighting and stuff like that and defense for Starfleet. Which Man, is, is it, against if, the things. If that's not a perfect metaphor for how franchisers are being treated these days, they're right? trying to make these awful clones that, <laughs> that they don't understand. I, I did think that the they didn't do a shitload of, um, like how Star Wars would always, you know, here's this and reminisce about this and reminisce about that. They didn't do that in this first episode, so I was kind of happy. Like oh, That's kind of nice. He yeah. walks into his vault room um that has like shit from the Enterprise in it, and that's about it. Like you get like okay. the Picard Day sign that's up in the thing or some shit, you know. Uh, but it's a quick little glance. They don't focus on it. He doesn't focus on all this stuff. The the most they they try and talk about is um, Romulus being destroyed. Okay. Which they talked about in the 2009 movie. That's why yeah. Spock went through the black hole and all that bullshit. Um. And that's basically why he uh, left Starfleet because Starfleet was like, yeah, we can't help these guys anymore because the synthetics that were created attacked the base that had the ships on it that were supposed to go and help the Romulans. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But <laughs> in this thing, uh, he was talking about it and he says something because, uh, of course, like he does like this, like news talk one on one interview type thing. And he's like, oh, they're wow. not going to ask me why I left Starfleet, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, no, we made sure they're not going to. We all know how the media is. They say they won't, but they fucking will anyways. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they do. And then it becomes this big old thing. And he tells them why he fucking left Starfleet. Okay. Uh, so they built it into the story for him to give the exposition as to why, but it works in the tone that they do it rather than sure. him just being like, I fucking left Starfleet because of this, like in a voiceover. Or they're, something. All, they're all assholes. And yeah, yeah, it was because of like the whole Romulus thing. And, um, but he gives off numbers saying that they, uh, they were planning. He talks Starfleet into uh, a- a- evacuating the planet, the whole nine hundred million people on the planet. Um, and I looked it up, and in the year twenty three sixty eight, which was twenty years before Romulus got destroyed, there yeah. were approximately eighteen billion people on that wow. planet. So they weren't even gonna save a fraction of. You fucking nerd. <laughs> Dude, isn't that what we talked about in Crisis? <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? Um, it didn't matter because you blew them all up. Right. It's like, you know. Well, I was yeah. curious with the show because when people were talking yeah, go about on. it. I've seen a that- bunch of people like talk. Like I finally went and looked at some people that were like bitching about it to see. Like, yeah. What are you complaining about? You know, so. Well, it yeah. was interesting because I remember before it came out, Red Letter Media, uh, was talking about it and and mike who's uh, like a huge star trek nerd mm-hmm. was talking about it and he's like talking with rich evans about how like you know when it comes to picard <laughs> there's really only two things they can do either you bring back picard and he's like in some like liaison like he's like an older admiral commander right. type thing sitting in a chair and people are looking for to him for advice on which they did that forward. with shatner back in the day you know exactly or they're going to try and drudge up his 90-year-old ass, put him in the Starfleet commander chair, and he's going to be running around pew-pew and with explosions all around him, and you're going to go, why are we doing this? I'm very curious if if they've hit either of those options in the first episode, or are they still, like, holding No, actually, on? they do really good. There's a – so they have this the, – the it's kind of a cheap way out. They do this storyline uh, where there's a synthetic – uh, you yep. find out it's uh, Data's daughter or Data's daughter, you know, as much as a daughter he can have. Yeah. Um, and uh, she the gets she gets killed. Yeah, so. she gets killed, though, in the first episode. But then you find out, like, at the end, oh, she has a twin somewhere. Oh, of a course. twin robot because they're made uh, in pairs. So, OK, that I'm like. I can see people going to take this and run with it and just bitch about it for the rest of like the season, just because they're assholes, (laughs) but, uh, they're not warranted or anything. It's just, I mean, I can do that too, but it's like, okay, I'm going to give them a couple passes here and there, but they, they did. Um, there's a, uh, running scene where they're running away from something and they're going up these stairs and you see, and they, they don't do no tacky line about how old he is or anything like that, but you see him getting winded. Like he can't do it. Yeah. So the girl has to like literally pull him to get him to move fucking faster and shit. Wow, so I was like, big fucking surprise. I'm just saying. 
It's a female. Android. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no. I mean, he's fucking almost 100 years old. Give but that's dude. what I'm saying. Why are we setting him up? Like, I don't know. It's, it they're, just they're, seems like... I think they, they did a decent job of humanizing him and making people realize, hey, this. Uh, well, uh, it's like, haven't they seen haven't they seen X-Men? He barely uses his legs. Why would they think he could run? It's insane. <laughs> He's also a poop emoji. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah I wish yeah. I could give more to the conversation. I, really, I don't know. Really don't. It's, it's one of those things. I, I feel that they did a decent job of humanizing him so far in the first episode uh the pacing's kind of weird though there are some spots where it's just like okay can we move it along a little faster here and you know they have these random slow-mo spots and and the stuff with uh the the drawer that they show in the trailer with data's body in it it's actually uh it's actually b4's body which was another android uh one of the guys was making him Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then all the stuff that you see Brett Spiner in is like dream stuff right now. Fair enough. So far, we'll see. So, <laughs> so I mean, obviously, first episode. So. Oh, yeah. and why the fuck are the Romulans like dissecting and tearing apart the freaking Borg cube? Because you need Romulans. Why the, the Romulans were like one of the biggest threats. Before and we're letting them just dissect a Borg cube, and then yeah. clearly people know about it or something. I'm not sure, but for their whole creative. planet being gone, there's a lot of Romulans. Let me just That's, say that. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's what happens when you're not creative. You can't come up with new villains. It's what Doctor Who's dealing with. Doctor Who lately, like. You're having you're having this show that's known for all of time and space, and like ninety percent of their episodes have taken place on Earth yeah. in the past. I'm like, wow, fucking boring, so boring. Um, I I really I want the show to do good because I would love for them to tackle stuff from DS9. Yeah, and or like the Gem Hadar TNG. and all that shit, dude. Like, I don't want it to be like a big old TNG reunion, though. You know, get those things out, get the little cameos out, whatever. Well, but like, know, have 50, characters 50. from everywhere, like have Janeway come back in and help Picard yeah. do something. You know, she could still be an admiral, and that's how he gets the in with Starfleet again, or some bullshit. Well, my my idea was just I always like the idea of him actually getting what he wanted from the 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 magic flute episode or whatever. Like he's at his fucking vineyard. You know what I yeah. mean? And like people are coming to hang out with him and it's like he's more like this or at least for like three or four episodes, you know? He's just somebody that's constantly people are just showing up asking for advice. Yeah. To a point where something horrid happens and he has to come back. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's apprehensive. I just wanted some slow stuff watching Patrick Stewart act. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I I'm not asking for. It's the same thing I said about fucking Star Wars, man. It's so difficult to tell people that you went through that entire trilogy. You it, drudged up all of these old actors and you never put all three of them in a fucking room yeah, together. I just yeah. wanted to see. I just wanted to see him act. They I was thinking about cool. that last night. I was like, you know, they really dropped the ball with Star Wars by putting those guys all together. And of course, they've all been in the room together before in the past. Yeah, but I'm like, it would be really cool if CBS just got together and got all the captains from every generation, just put them in a scene together. Just the only room, like, one you might not get is uh, the dude from Enterprise because he's like way dead. 
Yeah. But, like, you could get, you know, Shatner in there and stuff. Well, I guess if you get Shatner, you could get him some time travel way because he dealt with or, a lot of time travel Or hologram travel stuff. Like, maybe, he, maybe yeah. you go through old archives and the guy left a message from years ago. You can de-age him. That's how they fucking ended Enterprise. They just made it a big hologram on the freaking Enterprise in next gen. Well, I was <laughs> so saying pissed. more just like, well, I was just saying, like, so you could have all the captains at a round table talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, share their experiences. And it's like, well, he's dead. So what do they do? They pull, like, a message from the archives where he was dealing with something like right. maybe he kept like a video diary and it's like, here's this and this, and you get to listen to segments and like, I don't know. I just, I, I think especially with these type of characters, you want to just watch them. Like you like them because you know yeah. who they are. Like you understand the character's ideology, what they wanted, what their dreams and aspirations were. Like you could almost logically put them in a situation and you could, you as a fan could go, I know exactly what he's probably going to do. Mm. And when you have those kind of characters all sitting in a room together, just chatting, that is extremely compelling and emotionally like engaging. And then you can put them in a situation down the road after you get your sweet acting chops out of the way. Mm. I get it. I think that's what uh discovery totally lacks. It's just like, it's always action. And if, the situation isn't moving and exploding. Like the camera's moving. It's like, it's just two people talking. We don't need to cut back and forth eight times. It's a conversation. Um, So like, I guess that would be my question is like, obviously compared to discovery, like do do you notice that they're the same tone or are they like going in a different direction with this or how Um, does it feel? It's not the same tone as discovery. Uh, it, so I would say that's a step in the right direction. I feel least. it's going to be more entertaining than Discovery. Um, Do you think that's good. solely on people coming back? No. Or? I think from the story arc that they're building into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, anytime you have Picard, you have to have Borg. So you know sure. they're going to do something with the Borg again and again and again and again. Yeah, again, um, another Doctor Who problem. They just it, keep it would recycling be, characters. Yeah. It'd be really cool to see, like, um, that, like, uh, Q, uh, from the, uh, you remember Q? The godlike being. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why I kept He going always, back to like, James popped Bond. up into, uh, Picard's life and fucked with them, basically. Um, it'd be really cool to see, like, some of his lessons come into play here, because he was That'd always telling Picard, hey, this, this, and this about, like, humanity and shit like that. To see some of that stuff come in and actually pay off for once, you know, because you're not going to see it on next gen, but yeah, you can see it in the future Picard. That could be. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. God, why aren't you writing? Because um, uh, they don't want to pay me five dollars to say, hey, this. <laughs> hey, guys, this is dumb. Uh, so, uh, OK, so initial thoughts, I guess. So you you're kind it's, of feeling it. Definitely. It's give it a try. Um, I'm not like gonna praise it right now um a little too soon a little too soon it's one episode you know it's 40 minutes and and it's a lot of setup and they still haven't like set up and introduced like the main cast for the show because um i watched a preview like not preview but like their stupid trailer for the season or whatever and they've only introduced like one other person (laughs) so far that's like the main cast member so We'll see where they, where they go with it. Um, I heard that in the first three episodes, they stay on Earth. 
for the most part for at least Picard okay. does. Um he doesn't leave Earth for the first three episodes, so Okay. Uh, but I've also, also been, like, avoiding spoilers for it. Yeah. So sorry if I spoiled anything for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, okay, so so we talked about this one episode, and, and some people have gotten, like, a three-episode screening, yeah. I guess, people in the media or whatever. It's actually interesting because I, wanna, I want to dig up an old conversation that we had. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember who was... I, I want to say there was a third person on the podcast when we were doing it. I don't remember who it was. Um, the idea now of releasing new shows weekly or dropping them constantly for binging, where do you stand now? Fuck them. I just want to watch all of it. You want to watch all of it? Um, Like, I get the point. With, like, where Disney's doing it, because they use, like, The Mandalorian, they used it week, 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 and then it led into their movie. Because, of course, they showed before the Star Wars movie dropped and they showed the stupid healing force in that movie, they showed Baby Yoda do the same thing in Mandalorian right before. So I kind of, like, I can see why Disney would do it. They were trying to justify something stupid. Yeah, they were. Um, But for, like... CBS, I mean, unless they're going to be making the fucking movie to go along with this at the end of the you know, season or whatever. But, of course, also with them, too, I think it's they're doing Picard 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you know, the episodes. And then the next show starts and the next show starts. They're trying to get it so that every time each season ends, the next show like Discovery Season 3 or they're going to be doing a cartoon for Star Trek, too. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I would sounds- still fucking love a DS9 spinoff, guys. Come on. <laughs> um, Cisco ain't dead. He's just in the. Uh, he's just oh with God. the prophets. <laughs> um, because it's funny because I I don't I I don't remember, but I think you were on the side of moving back to weekly because I think you liked that idea. I no, think- I don't. I don't like weekly stuff, dude. I hate watching like. With the Arrowverse, when I got caught up with even the Arrowverse, I was like, fuck this. Have it wait, yeah. I don't want to do that. But then we started talking about it more on the podcast and stuff. So it's like, okay, now I can't wait like five weeks and watch five episodes yeah. at a time or something. I feel, I feel, God, I feel like the biggest fucking waffling hypocrite in the world. Because I believe I, I believe I was in favor of binging because I like binging. I like the idea of like, it's, ooh, if I really like this show, I want to roll through it. It's a toss up. It. It's, it depends, I guess, on what the yeah. content is. And um, because uh, sometimes it's a grind. Like I remember yeah. watching like when Jessica Jones dropped. It's like I want to watch it as I want to get done with it as fast as I can. Um, and then you do miss stuff. Like we talked about, like how like I did that with Glow. Like right. seasons kind of bled together. I did. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like. Um, chronologically, like how things actually went right. down. Well, what season ended where and shit like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then Mandalorian came out and um, they were doing weekly and it was neat to finally have that discussion again where it was like people could break down episodes for the week. And, yeah. and, it, and, I, and it really does give more weekly content for like reviewers, critics, people like that well, as I well. Think it's a f- when I think as a fan, like being able to like talk about stuff like that and theorize and talk with friends about it and like really get into the 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 um the nitty gritty of of an episode, especially mm. if you like the show, I think that really can help you moving forward. It's like, okay, was this show really as good as I thought, or like 
do I really want to keep wasting my time with it? Or right. what do I want to do? Because uh, Mandalorian worked out for me where I really enjoyed the first episode. Thought it was awesome. And then the second episode did some really dumb shit. And I was like, uh-huh. And then the third one happened. I was like, oh, some neat action stuff went down. This was really cool. And then the fourth episode killed me. I have not gone back. Yeah. And um, had all episodes dropped, I would have just finished it. Because they were only like 30 minutes a piece or whatever. So, like, you know, a fourth episode would have happened. I go, I don't really like this show anymore. And instead of just finishing out the last, like, three episodes for the sake of it, because they were all there... I was watching reviews and catching up and listening to podcasts and all stuff. And I go, Oh yeah, no, all those things that were bugging me, they were there and they've been getting (laughs) exponentially worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because I was thinking about, I go, yeah, it's not worth my time. I'll save three hours and go watch something else. Right. And so that's the detriment to the show is that if it's not tightly written, that, that constant bring back, like getting people through the revolving door is, is a little more difficult. Um, but at the same time as a viewer, I love being able to sit down and watch as much as I want. And the reason I say that is because I found this other show. So again, I can't tell you which one I'm in favor of. I think they both have their merits. So I really cannot yeah. say which side I fall on. Um, but I found this new show, and which isn't new, by the way. <laughs> Apparently, uh, they're about to do, I think, their sixth and final season. Okay. And it's a it's a comedy, and it's on Netflix now. Go see it; it's great. It's called Shit's Creek, and it's made by Eugene and Dan Levy, mm-hmm. and like it has Catherine O'Hara from uh, the Home Alone movies. She was the mom, okay. and um, Annie Murphy who plays the daughter. The the show is great, man. It's so much fun. It's about this rich family that got essentially Ponzi schemed. And we open the we open the show with them getting all of their stuff like repoed and and they're being kicked out. But apparently he the dad bought a small town for his son as a joke, like for his birthday, just like a little shithole town. Right. And because nobody else cared about it and they can't really repo that, like they can't really auction that off, I guess. Um, their lawyer or something said, hey, you own this place. You own this town. Go there. You can live there really cheap until you get back on your feet. And it's just all these socialite, uh, crazy, like, delusional one percenters living in this little hick town. But the best part about it is that, like, all the people from that town, yeah, they kind of play into some stereotypes and stuff. But they actually, like, are well-developed characters and they're smart. They're not all, like, boo. Like, you know what I mean? They're not all dumb. Yeah. Uh, So that was refreshing. You see a Ooh. lot of, yeah, <laughs> you know, like I'm missing like 50 teeth and I'm, and I'm stupid and I can't read a book. What's right. a book? Um, so it's neat to not see that trope necessarily done to death. And then like, um, you get to see a lot of good character development with the, with these like selfish people, like learning to be a little bit more generous and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's not always a trope. Can we just say that is not always a trope? No, no, it, no, 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 no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that those people don't exist. You're talking you're talking to a dude from Iowa, and you're from fucking West Virginia, right? Yeah, I was born there. Yeah. So I mean, if anybody knows about in the mean hills of West Virginia, the hills have eyes. <laughs> you know, Wrong yeah. turn. That's a West Virginia movie. <laughs> West Virginia, born and raised. 
out out with my banjos where I spent most of my days. Um, <laughs> um but I would just say I, I rolled through it immediately. It's an easy watch too. Apparently How many episodes from, is it? Um like each season's like thirteen episodes. Okay, yeah, yeah. But they're only like twenty something minutes, yeah. like tops. Yeah. And um, See, whenever I there's guess- a show that's on and it's like they're 20 minute episodes, like 10, 15 episodes, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to watch this. I'm like, this show's <laughs> going to be great. Well, because it's usually that means there's like not a lot of filler episodes. Like every episode yeah. does something. Yeah. And like it's really tightly edited. The acting's insane. Um, and and I'm one of those freaks that like when he really likes a show or he really likes a movie. I'm all about interviews and like panels and mm-hmm. uh, like Eureka is a great example for me where I was like, it's this sci-fi show that finished and I rolled through it and I loved all these characters. So all I did was went through their like Comic-Con panels and their like Pally Fest panels and got to do Q and A's and stuff with them, which was super fun. And uh, you get all this really neat insight into how they make the show. And Oh man, I've this I've like I've just been eating and living and breathing Shit's Creek for like the last two weeks. Like I've already finished all five seasons that are on Netflix twice. I believe mm. there's five. And yeah, they're about to do their final. And I guess it's like a Canadian run show. It's uh like from Pop or whatever, I guess is one of their like channels or something. Okay. I don't know. It's really freaking good, man. And it's neat to see Eugene Levy play somebody other than the character from American Pie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really dumb. And he's like working with his son who like is obviously his son in real life. So like getting to see their interactions really good. Catherine O'Hara is fucking hilarious. Like she reminds me of like Audrey Hepburn, like mixed with like just some insane, like maybe like Meryl Streep character. She's so annoying and it's great. Yeah. Um, And uh, probably I would argue I told Hannah, I go, um, and it's and it's a scene between a gay couple and I go, it might be one of the most perfect scenes ever created. Hmm. And and I'm most perfect. That's that's how much I care. Most um, perfect. It was a it was just this really like romantic moment where a guy was like singing to his boyfriend at an open mic night in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And like the way it was shot and constructed and the way the song was written and stuff, it was like this might be perfect television, like right here. When like people talk about like what's a perfect, perfectly constructed scene, mm-hmm. that would probably be in my top like ten list of like scenes that just like like Breaking Bad, where it's like say my name, like shit like that, or like I'm the one who knocks, like all these like really iconic. I still haven't moments. watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's pretty good. I think Better Call Saul is maybe better, but I enjoy. Wasn't that Breaking like a Bad. movie? Didn't they do um, that as a movie? El Camino, no, Camino that was, was the a, movie. Okay. With, it was the movie that took place after the end of the show. Okay. Which um, was fine. Didn't break anything, so that was good. Um, Better Call Saul is the spinoff about like the crooked lawyer. That I would love for these bit. people to just come up with something original instead of, here's a spinoff here. Here's another spinoff. Um, to be fair, though, this was like a spinoff done right because it's like the the crooked lawyer goes off and has to like live a new life. Yeah. But it also at the same time – it's being juxtaposed with this, uh, like his origin story, mm-hmm. and his story is really compelling because he's like a lawyer, yeah, who's like trying. He's like See, a, he's a public defendant trying to become a good lawyer, and you wonder how he got there. Right, and it's really interesting, and like all the characters around him are really. interesting. As long as there's and- an interesting story, that's like one of my big issues though. With like even with like Picard, it's like mm-hmm. a spinoff 
some would say, well, it's not a spinoff, it's a continuation, but it's a spinoff. Sure. You know, it's named after the character from another show. It's just like when they had, uh, what was it, Friends, and then they did Joey. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. That show was awful. I tried watching that. I was like, he acts just like he did in that show when we first saw him on Friends. It's like they forgot everything he fucking learned. There's no character development at all. Same fucking problem with Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, like, I I wish that they would just come up. Like, I feel Discovery would have been a little more well-received. If it wasn't like a, a prequel, a prequel, if it was more of a sequel to everything else, which well, would have made more sense with the like way that they made it, yeah, like, the production value. It's like it's so hard to think that all of this glitz and glam of all the like, yeah, all, it was kind of what the prequel from the, the prequel trilogy for Star Wars happened. It was like all this shiny and wonderful yeah. stuff. I have a real hard problem believing we went from that to all the little push buttons and like wooden stages of Star Trek, yeah. you know, the original series. Which those are just soundboards from a TV station anyways in the original yeah. Star Wars. But you know what I mean? Like, how do you go from these, these bitney buppity boopy boops that look awesome yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're at a high school See, that's stage. the thing is like, so with Enterprise, the show Enterprise, that takes place a hundred years before the original series. Okay. And the technology, they did a really good job of making it less advanced, you know. Okay. I mean, it doesn't look as corny as the stuff from the 6, but it's less advanced technology. It feels familiar. Yeah. Like, it feels like it should be there to make sense. Right. But it's, still, but it's still... But then you had Discovery come along, and that's only 10 years before the original series. And it's like, if you guys would have just made this a sequel series, it would have been better. Which then... Yeah. They, of course, they got a lot of shit for the first season, which is why I think they did what they did in the second season with bringing Pike in, all that stuff, and like yeah. bringing the Enterprise in. They're like, oh, we need to do something. I was like, no, you Gotta didn't need to do that, but yeah. okay. And then, of course, now they're jumping 900 years into the future, which is where the show should have taken place in the exactly. first place. You know? So you might, so you might get a pass now, and like if they can, maybe even just. And you know the stick, only reason they're the doing that, though, is because fans have complained so much. They're or like, they oh, ran let's out get of this Id- shit out of here. Or they ran out of nostalgia. Like, yeah. what else can we murder? <laughs> you know, we don't have any. Well, not only that, it's like, on. how many more years of that are you going to be able to do if 10 years after the show started, yeah. you know, the original shit right. happened, and we got Pike and all that stuff. You know, it's like, do a show Why with Pike in that place time, you know? Yeah. Time era. Uh, so whatever. Sure. Because they even did that um, stupid thing where they were like, well, Pike didn't like holograms, so they took the holograms out of the Enterprise and shit. I'm like, really? Now you guys are just backtracking yeah. to try and make up for the technology and shit like that. Yeah. But whatever. They I, uh, did. I think they did do a decent job of closing it out, though, with, you know, no one talked about Discovery that knew about Discovery. It was just, okay. like, erased from the data banks and everything. Sure, yeah. why not? So it works um, that way, but it was like, eh. But it's yeah, so um, off the bat, I, I just um, wish they would do more original stuff. But I'm also kind of like that guy who I love like, the nostalgia, but yeah. it, it does get me there. But then I wish they would do something with it. Yeah, it's kind of my issue. Like, don't parade around a corpse. I think that's weird. Right. Like they did with Carrie Fisher. Um, Literally. You fucking Christ. Uh, so, like, I guess we tangented really hard, but by, I was going <laughs> to just I'll, I'll just finish up my point with Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. If you want a really good comedy, I, I I told you this a hundred times while I was watching it, was 
it it is a hundred percent for me. It feels like Parks and Rec, with peppered in with some Will and Grace. Okay. Like character character interactions are really good. They're really quick and they're fun and upbeat. But at the same time, these characters are really well developed and they all have their own really solid personalities. That you can put any two characters in a room. Mm-hmm. And they can have a good back and forth because their characters are so fleshed out. Like it feels like, you know, like when you see a show and you're like, uh, these scenes would write themselves. You yeah, could yeah, almost yeah. after like three seasons, you could put the two actors in the room, and they could just make the scene if you needed them. To right, that kind of thing. Um, I really really like it, and it's silly how I found it was between Twitter and YouTube. People were doing uh, compilations of David Rose, who's a uh, Dan Levy. Uh, Eugene Levy's son, who's also like a pseudo writer slash uh, showrunner, creator mm-hmm. of the show. And uh, he's fantastic. He's he does play up the gay like he does big hand gestures, and but he's gay in real life. So that's kind of neat. Uh, so it's like, obviously, he it's his personality. He's not putting on a show. Yeah, um, maybe a little hyperbolic, but he, it's still who, who he is. Flamboyant. And, Sure. Yeah. And, but like not overtly, like, I mean, I guess I'm not gay, so I wouldn't know like if it's like misrepresenting. Um, but the guy is hysterical. Like his comedic timing's great. So I was watching compilations of like his sassiest moments or like his funniest dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I go, what the fuck is this show? And then I checked it out and I'm like, uh, I immediately fell in love. I think it took two episodes and I was like, I'm done. I'm finishing the show. So yeah. it's yeah. So if you haven't seen it, I'd highly recommend it. It's a really fast and easy watch and it's a lot of fucking fun. Right. Like it's, it's just a good show. It's a, it's a really, really good show. Since, since we're on the TV show stuff, yes, sir. I would love to talk about this show Ew, Michael. That, I, that I think we both have completely watched. Completely. Um, and Netflix came out and said that it has like the highest, ratings for them oh no and i'm questioning why don't do it (laughs) because netflix has shows such as stranger (sighs) things they have shows such as glow they have shows jessica jones all the marvel stuff they had you know um lost in space is really good i really enjoyed that one really i didn't Um, like the first season i've heard the second season's pretty dope it's pretty dope pretty dope uh so, Netflix came out and they had said something. This is weeks ago too. We're behind. Yeah, but crisis just, crisis ate up everything yeah. for the last couple of months. So, um, and then of course vacations and shit like that. But uh, sure, uh, The Witcher. Oh man. Okay, um, so let's preface. Let's preface before we go here because okay, there's a lot of potential to piss off a lot of people. Have you read any of the books? Okay, so. Books, I have not read any books. I have not played the game. I don't give a shit about where the story came from because okay. I don't really care. And that's fine. So you're judging it purely, purely on, on what it is. Show. Yes. I okay, heard so the now- show, though, is like they took shit from the books and the game and they're yeah. mixing them together. Which I think is a detriment because you're looking at something that's uh, those two mediums are so different. Yeah. And like and the. It, the problem is, is I watched the first two episodes, and they're long episodes, man. They're like, they're almost like they're all about an hour, hour each. Um, and which they're, I think are way too long. What way. ten or eight? Eight episodes or ten episodes? I want to say eight or ten. I want to say ten because Netflix usually does a ten to thirteen episode run. Um, 
hour is way too long, first of all. Second, the biggest problem I had is I watched two episodes, couldn't figure out why I didn't like it. Which, obviously, spoiler, I didn't like it. Um, Eight episodes. My, okay. So my thing is, is that after I watched a couple episodes, I wasn't feeling it. And I wanted to figure out why. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe am I not getting references? Am mm-hmm. I not? In- is it like, this is the character it's supposed to be, and I'm just not enjoying it because he's nailing it, but I'm wrong? You know, that kind of thing? Right. So I, I started going on to YouTube and did comparisons, like voice comparisons and like scenes from the video game and shit like that. And the problem is, is they would do like the one for one speech in the show and they do it in the game and the game was so much more compelling. Like they put him in a situation where like what he was saying made sense and it was action. It was dramatic and it looked really cool and it gave a lot of insight into the character. And then in the show, it's just him standing there giving the speech and it's really fucking lame. Um, so after I did a lot of research and started like checking out some of the, like, I didn't obviously read all the books, but I did like, um, compilations of like best chapters of like, like yeah, comparisons, yeah. comparisons yeah. from the show to, to the books. Cause I just wanted to see like, were they even getting close? Right. Um, I, it was so boring. The show, the show does a good job of fan service, but it does it in the most lazy way possible. But if you're not a fan, then how is that? worth anything it's 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 kind of like with crisis you can't enjoy it unless you're like a big dc fan i don't know how true because you you don't necessarily need to read the comics and the and see like the dceu to enjoy the fan service the fan service is what i'm talking about well i mean see and when i guess i i should be careful because the word fan service has been thrown around a lot yeah. in like a stupid way um okay so so my example would be <laughs> No, well, here, I'm going to see if I can, like, at least make my own barometer so you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. and how I speak about it, is with Crisis. All those actors coming in and showing up, like Tom Welling and shit like that, I didn't care because I didn't watch Smallville. I didn't give a shit about it. Um, I knew it was neat uh, that they did that, and it was, and I appreciated it. But at the same time, the one I cared about was seeing Ezra Miller with Barry Allen because I'm like, Oh, they got him from the fucking movies. That's kind of dope. Yeah. Also his suit looks kind of cool. It was neat to see these. And it was two good actors having fun. Like, and their dialogue was snippy and fun. And it it felt pretty, um, it it felt kind of real. And that's cool fan service. Right. If you've never seen any of the DCEU movies, you're just like, it's another flash. Right. It's still fan service, but I enjoyed it a little more because I know about that flash. Your suit's Versus... cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Shout out to Babu Frick. Turn up the speed. And that's the Ezra Miller toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like fan service. Are you doing fan service for the fans of the, the, the CW series shows? Or are you doing fan service for just DC people? I like, think that um, was just supposed to be for DC people. Yeah. Or uh, another great example, Kevin Conroy. Yeah. He's just the voice of Batman. So people who might not have ever no, seen. he is Batman. Well, that's how I feel about him, but not everybody feels that way. Um, you know, because maybe somebody, no, nobody played the video games where he voiced them. Or yeah. nobody watched the cartoon that he voiced. Um, so who the fuck is he? You know what I mean? He's just now you see his face and it's like, how often do you see his face? Yeah. And so like for us, 
older nerds were like, oh, it's fucking Kevin Conroy. It's the Batman. But is it fan service to have him brought on? He's evil and he gets murdered. Yeah. <laughs> but him being there, be him being there is fan service. Just wait till we get our it. spinoff show of him and the uh, Luke. Luke. Yeah. Batman Beyond style. I would watch that. Um, but yeah, back to the Witcher. So, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, for so, your... so my idea was, is that it's why I wanted to like look into the books and look into yeah, the video yeah. games. And it's more of just so when people talk about why they didn't like it on an adaptation scale, I would have something to contribute to the conversation. Right. Because I don't like the show. I don't get it. It okay. seems extremely tone deaf. So that's your initial is you don't like it. I just don't. I don't. I think I noticed the appeal, like on the superficial level of everything. Because, right. you know, obviously, I think Henry Cavill's a great casting for the character. I think he plays it a little wooden. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very. Like, it, it seems like act. he's doing it. Uh, he seems like he's playing the role. And making like fun of the role at the same time. It feels sometimes. like cosplay. Is it feels like he's cosplaying something that he enjoys, and he's just not particularly good at it. <sighs> yeah, but that's <sighs> a thing apparently. Like him going mm, or fuck. Like apparently that's a thing. Like from the games and the books. Like that's yeah. like his. Little he has to fuck quirk. or he has to say fuck, and he has to. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> and um, so that's neat. <laughs> but holy fuck, dude! I hate the bard. I want to die. And everybody's like, oh, he's my favorite part. And Jack Skier or Jack Scar or whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. Toss your coin to the Witcher. I was like, it's a fine song. He can't sing it very well. <laughs> I found a female cover of it on YouTube. That's like a thousand times better. And I, um, I knew I wasn't going to like the show from the first episode. Because aside from the fact that it essentially opens like Mandalorian. Yeah. They have some really arbitrary. They have an arbitrary monster fight at the beginning. I don't care. I don't know what's happening. People go, well, it's setting the world. You know, there's monsters and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. Like, have him show up with, like, that monster's head at the bar. That's how we start it. And then the next fight, we get to watch the monster. Oh, like, oh, this is a world of monsters. And he slays yeah. monsters. Okay. Why is he doing it? Like, I don't know why he's They wanted you to open with seeing Henry Cavill soaking wet kicking ass <laughs> kicking ass yeah that's all they wanted and it was just like oh man this, this isn't is so superman anymore that's what they were trying to be like yeah i guess and he had to say fuck just kind of like in chris evans first movie after captain america he had to say some curse words <laughs> he had to be a fucking asshole yeah <laughs> I, um, but he's so good at being an asshole in movies i love it he's got a smarmy face man what do you want <laughs> like him and not another teen movies like he's so good in that no oh, fucking in uh scott pilgrim dude Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Even Brandon Ruth's kind of a dickhead in that, and he's kind of good at it. Yeah. Um, so and Brie Larson. Oh, wait, she's always a dick, but still. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, oh, snap. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, obviously, I don't like anything, so. Um, um, what do you what do you think? I. So, back to the, <laughs> the, the, the ratings and shit like that. When I found out the ratings were so high for this show. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes style or whatever? Or no, just like Netflix is like, general. it's the highest rated show that we oh, have. okay. Gotcha. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. But then I thought about it and I'm like, okay, so, well, maybe you had all the people that are sad the Game of Thrones ended. So you got those people. 
to try and okay. watch it. I and then you have absolutely agree. Then you have all of your people that really like fantasy stuff watching it. Yeah. Then you like have Aragon or Vikings yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and then you got you know your people that just want to follow Cavill around because he's pretty boy because he's hot. Yeah, or some shit. And yeah. you know it, it. There's so many things that can go into this show. I I, I watched the whole show. You I'll really need to watch the whole show to for it to make a lot of sense any if you haven't sense. if you don't have any prior knowledge to this stuff because they do a lot of time jumping they like, do the they whole like... narrative of the show pissed me off i'm like if they fucking do this in season two i'm gonna oh yeah kill somebody I, it's so hard to follow because there's so many characters yeah. like i think you essentially have f- four to five main characters at any given time mm-hmm. all being told out of context, like chronologically, yeah. and they don't, and they don't hold your hand. So like, they don't tell you, like, "Oh, we're in the past, we're in the future." They just cut to shit, and then eventually there's a reveal of like when things were going on. And right? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> it it kind of like once I finally watched the whole show, the first episode's title kind of makes a little more sense because okay. it's called "The End's Beginning." So gotcha. So in that. It seems like that and the last episode kind of go like bam, bam, back to like back. Hand, they bookshelf. You know, yeah. Um, and everything else is just like, here's, we need to introduce all these characters so yeah. that you understand the end. Um, it's literally like the show is this empty chessboard and every episode yeah. is just arbitrarily pushing the pieces on the board for next season. Yeah. I, um, I didn't find it like, like completely just like i can't watch this but i did like really hate the narrative and once i realized like there's gotta be some something's going on because this person died but now they're back alive and Mm -hmm. what's going on and why is this happening and once i got a hold of what the narrative was trying to do it was a little easier to stomach but Mm -hmm. it's still it's like I need a second season to see if I'm even going to try to stay with this. Cause yeah, they, they lost, you know. they lost me on all four of the major things you want to do when you're telling a story, their world building yeah, is decent, but it's all over the place. It's, so I can't follow it. It's way there, all over. The place. It doesn't feel like there's any character development except for piglet. I like her storyline like a lot. Piglet. Uh, Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer. Yeah. yeah. Wizard chick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like her stuff a lot. She like, was one of the best characters. And well, I, like she's doing interesting shit. I really liked, and this is something I noticed, but I really liked that they did this too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, I really liked her better as the Hunchback. Agreed. The character yeah. seemed a lot more interesting as the Hunchback. One, you're it's more empathetic and sympathetic. Yeah. Like, I, I want to follow her and I want to see her succeed. But then they would always do all of her sex scenes throughout the whole season yeah. are when she's a Hunchback. And, like, yeah. you see her nude when she's a Hunchback. But then when she gets all prettied up, yeah. you see her... Uh, boobs probably once and that's it and i was like that's brilliant dude like because no one's gonna fucking you know what a weird what a weird what a weird thing to notice but i i feel <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like that's awesome and like because i said something to nick i was like i bet after uh they make her pretty they aren't gonna show her naked ever again 
and but they do like one Pretty time. Pretty close, but you were pseudo close. I was like, that. damn. <laughs> um, and she looks well, completely different too. Like, oh yeah. I was, I was really happy with that. Makeup I don't know job, how she man. does. I, I'm very curious about the jaw thing. Like, does she put that on and like actually hurt her jaw? Like, or did, or do they do like the Marlon Brando, like cotton in the mouth type of thing? See, I was trying to figure jaw. it out, but the cotton in the mouth would have like distorted more of her but you voice. Could, but you could, but... but you could do ADR, but yeah, my whole thing is, is, um, I like her. I like her storyline. I like her character, but again, I was going to go back to world buildings erratic yeah character development is just that's all over the place too i'd almost say it's non-existent except for her character everybody's kind of like this is who they are like and now we're gonna slowly show you his care uh um uh uh gerald's character is you really don't get any anything from like his character developing until like the last couple episodes which when they show like, some childhood cheap. shit, and it's like, yeah, and it feels, and that's like prequel. It's like yeah. that's all so cheap. Yeah, and then you got a uh, tone. Oh my god, the tone of this. Is <laughs> it's all over. I go. It was funny because you because ha- you can tell these people want to jerk off to the the blood and gore of Game of Thrones. They're yeah, like, that's what people liked about Game of Thrones. I was like, no, that was part of it, but it all mattered. It felt real. This doesn't feel real. It feels like cartoon blood and like yeah. cartoon fights peppered in to these like overly bright almost like i was telling people it felt like i was watching kevin sorbo's hercules or like yeah that's what i said or xena warrior princess but then all of a sudden somebody's head's being lopped off like i literally said that i said it feels like hercules meets game of thrones and that's all it is it's and it's like that tone does not work it it for some people it does. It doesn't for me. And a lot of the fight scenes, which a lot of people like, I guess praise. I go, these are silly. What fight scenes though? <laughs> like, like, um, <laughs> there's not really any. Well, the battles are awful. Like the army battles are awful. But then, um, like when girl killed like those like six or seven dudes. I think it was in the second episode. Yeah. Like the camera like followed. It felt like Arrow. So did you watch the last all the episodes? Did you watch the whole thing? No, I only got to. F- I only got four episodes in. Okay. Um, I there's... might fit. I might finish okay. it just to, just just for the sake of it. Okay. But because yeah, again, what you're saying, like the fight scenes are bad, but there is something like, that they do in like I think it's the last episode. I'm not gonna say it, but yeah. it's like they're 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 trying to stop something from going somewhere. Okay. But like instead of just kind of thing. yeah. It, uh, yeah, like they're trying to stop them from going across the this bridge to the other side of the country. Okay. So they set up a a fortress to fight people. I'm like, why didn't you just go on the other side of the bridge and blow the fucking bridge up, dumbasses? Yeah. If you yeah. really don't want them over there, it's the fuck. <laughs> uh, but I, I was saying like there because there's this there's this fight scene, and it's one of the first ones that everybody talks about. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's in the second season. Uh, it's when he, it was like right before he killed that one chick, um, he like knifed her in the thing. It was like, like the uh, first episode, wasn't it? Was it the first one? God, the, I'm telling you, dude, these episodes are so long. Yeah. They're awful. Uh, I'm sorry. It was the <laughs> first like, girl who, when he tells her, you know, find the girl in the woods or some shit. Yeah. 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 yeah girl in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's this big fight scene where like, it's this big long one take 
Um, and he's like flipping swords around and stabbing people in the neck and cutting their arms off and shit. And the camera's like following them. Yeah. And it was like a Marvel fight scene without the cuts, but it also felt like an arrow CW fight scene. Yeah. Like I would have a hundred percent assumed, and this is not necessarily a bad thing. It just didn't work for the tone of this show. Well, this was, show doesn't really have a set tone either. That's what, that's the problem. It feels so Is all over like, the place. It could be a CW show. And, and again, with like the Hercules reference, that was like WB back in the day, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I think. I mean, it, the or Fox or you know, one of those shows. But it's still like a TV show. It wasn't like cable or nothing. Yeah, it was like it was primetime TV. Yeah. So, and, you know, I my whole thing was is like. Because, uh, like, especially when the bard gets introduced, shit starts getting goofy. And the character literally says, oh, there I go expositing again or dropping exposition yeah. again. I go, again, writers, you pointing out the stupid doesn't make it less stupid. I feel that they've writers nowadays have taken Wes Meme Craven's culture. meta writing mm-hmm. for horror movies and they put it in everything thinking it's going to work. And it's kind of getting outdated. It's like yep. you need a character that has that built into him, like a Deadpool, Deadpool or like a Freddy from a Nightmare on Elm Street or some shit, you know, or it works with like Legends of Tomorrow. They're yeah. breaking the fourth wall for fun. But when you're doing it in the crossover, when you're trying to take this all serious, right? Don't have characters going, oh, it's his first crossover. Don't do that yeah. because it's not funny. Like when you're doing the promos, like, oh, we did a crossover and we weren't there. It's like, that's funny. Yeah. Doing it in the episode takes me out and I go, uh, okay, so am I supposed to take this seriously when you kill Kevin Conroy or do I not take this seriously right. when you kill somebody? And then um, like with this, with Witcher, it was just like, oh, they all, well, they, they start referencing Captain America and then la- the last Batwoman episode too, just so you know. Well, Marvel's already been set up cause like Cisco talked about they? Hulk and shit oh, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back in right. like yeah. early flash. So they fucked that up years ago. Uh, um, my biggest thing is, is like, you have this bard show up and now, now your tone is completely toast. Like this was supposed to be a little grounded and you wanted Geralt to be this, like, I, I'd not necessarily like overtly stern and stoic. Like he's not, Henry I don't know. Cavill plays him like a block of wood, but like at yeah. the same time, it's like you wanted to give him the silly sidekick to work him out. Kind and of that's like not with, what you do. Kind of like with Arnold when he was Conan, they gave him like a stupid little sidekick in one of the yeah. Conan movies. Um, or like a short round or whatever with yeah. Harrison Ford or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. With Indiana Jones. And my my issue is is that when you do that for the sake of it, just to be funny, it doesn't work. Especially like um like they're getting tied up and they're cracking jokes and shit. And it's like, take yeah. this a little more serious. Like we're watching people be murdered. Like constantly Game of Thrones style, like consequences to, to to decisions, but it seems like when it comes to those two, there's no consequences to their decisions. Right. And this sounds so superficial and dumb, but I 100% believe had they like did a little more cr- contrast in post, like made the lighting like a way like way more dark and brooding, mm-hmm. it really could have worked. Um, and then just dial back on the bard shit, but. He kind of turned into like the Jar Jar Binks, where some people kind of liked him, so they doubled down on him for a minute. Just not as racist. Misa Nosa. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> um, I'm saying that character. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
I just, I, man, and again, I cannot get over this. I know it's annoying and people talk about it a lot. You're right with pacing. But when I say pacing, it's just so fucking long. It's not interesting. Like, it's like, oh my God, I don't need to watch these guys walk around because they're not saying anything. Like with Game of Thrones, the first two seasons, like a lot of the season was like people walking between castles like going down the roads and it felt like it took forever to get to a place like and a game of or Lord of the Rings movie, right? Or Lord of the Rings. I'm fine <laughs> with that. People are like, Oh, they're just walking. I'm like, but interesting shit is happening while they're walking. They're saying, I wouldn't cool know. Shit. I've only seen one. <laughs> oh yeah. I fucking hate you. How have you still not finished those? You're a bad man. I'm going to do one a year. How about that? At the same I'm day, fine. <laughs> I'll be fine with that. Dude, that should be like every hundredth episode. Just you so you watch know, though, one. Nikki wants to watch the Lord of the Ring movies just so she can go and watch the Hobbit movies. She'll be so upset. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, the Hobbit movies are so bad. Especially if you actually like the originals. There's no way you like the prequels. There's just no, no way. There's no way. It's just like because it's so different. Like all the things that made the original trilogy magic. They just do not recapture with this. Yeah, they use a lot more CG and shit. It's a lot more. They use a GoPro, Michael. I can't get over that. (laughs) It's the only thing I bitch about all the time. I go, I was done when they used GoPro footage. Not just once, about three times in an action scene. I wanted to die. When they did um, the roller coaster thing in the first Hobbit movie. Remember that? When they were going to the barrel. Through the coal coal thing. Oh, that too. That was dumb too. (laughs) It was all dumb. Um... But uh, I saw the first Hobbit movie in theaters. I saw it at home. I just knew it wasn't going to be good. Because um, Peter Jackson pretty much just said, I don't want to do these. Yeah. And he got forced into them. And I go, that's not a good sign. <laughs> when the guy's having meetups with his cast at his house, revising scripts because the actors go, I think my character would say this and do this and do that. Versus, I really don't want to do these movies and they're forcing me to. I'm like, um, that's not a good sign. But regardless, tangent, um, Witcher is something that I don't know if I can recommend because, again, with the tone thing, yeah. if you don't like Game of Thrones, you won't like the violence. If you like Xena and Hercules, you won't like the obscure violence and the weird tone shifts and the and like goofy stuff. If you like the video games and books... Let's always be fair. Yeah. Most likely you're not going to like the adaptation. That just kind of comes with the territory. And for a show called The Witcher, you think there'd be a lot more magic happening. Something. I just, it feels so Or monsters, empty. because you really only see, like, when monsters a couple times. When you open the film, times. when you open the show with a monster. Yeah. That's why I was saying. You think there are going to be more blew- monsters. They're, they they do a, a genie a thing sure. once. And like a wolf looking thing that scared the bard when he was taking a pee. A wolf thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some wolf dog looking thing. And I'm just like, man, like, it's so, it's so tone deaf. And the characters are really either one dimensional or really bland. I. When I was watching, I was like, did he make this choice or did the director, the creators of the show make this choice for him? I think it's a little bit of both because he seems to actually be a fan of like the video games. And I think he's read the books and like prep for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I, he, he's like Superman's not working out. It needs something. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just I 
just don't like anything. I don't like, I really don't like a lot of the production value. It feels really cheap at times and really good at times. The music is awful. The music is horrendous. I didn't even pay attention to the music. So. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. I was trying to and, follow the story. I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, good luck Who with that. Who is this person? I, them doing an unchronological, uh, like, out of sequence chronologically just fucks up so much yeah. stuff for, like, a normal viewer. I'm sure that, like, fans can figure it out. But for a general audience, I'm like, not people that it. don't watch even a lot of tv though either it's like you're gonna confuse people especially when they watch one like every couple days and not like back to back within the first week of the show being released when you're putting out your big advertisement interview pieces about the show and your headline is talking about how henry cavill's muscles kept wearing down the leather i think you might have a problem (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like wow i know who they're appealing to wow and like and it's like the shot of him in the bathtub shirtless or whatever and yeah. i'm like okay you know what you have on your hands i see you netflix <laughs> i see you <laughs> i know what you're doing and it's fine <laughs> feel free but um you know i mean they I, still I make good other stuff that's good and shit you know they you know, do I, cancel a lot of good stuff though i'm yes, kind of pissed about that look i'm just saying be apprehensive when you watch it. Do I think it's the most terrible thing I've ever seen? No. Obviously not. That'd just be insane. Um, is it kind of fun? Sure. But it feels like a drag. It has Again, its moments. I can't get over the length. That's my biggest problem. If it had been shorter, I think this could have been good. We're talking like... Why don't you download all the episodes and edit, and edit together... And put them in chronological order. (laughs) I don't even know necessarily you need to chronologically put them like that, but like maybe not jump around as much and like every episode, every episode is a different time period. And it's like, you know, they do one episode and, uh, Gerald and Jennifer, um, they like did something. It sounds really dumb. And and then, and then the next episode, it's like 10 years later. It's it sounds like... really dumb, but bear with me here. If you could get the good editors from like season one and two of Arrow, because I've already I've already compared them with like the fight scenes and shit. Could you imagine if they did an edit like that where their flashboard, their like flash forwards or flashbacks were transitions mm-hmm. like Arrow and you told the story like that? I yeah. actually think that would be beneficial. Yeah. Like, I know it sounds corny because obviously everybody's kind of against the CW because it's essentially turned to trash. What the fuck, CW? But what the fuck? I I honestly think forgot that we type of editing We love you so much. <laughs> we love you so much. But what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I just got to say, I, I I wasn't feeling it. It's a hell of a grind. It, it felt like work to watch. <laughs> see, I wouldn't even bring it up, but the fact that Netflix is saying that it's like their highest, like most watched show and shit, it kind of so like. So is Stranger Things 2 and 3, man. But like Stranger Things 2 uh, is retarded. It's a terrible season. I and feel though like of all their show. things, The Witcher should not be their highest rated show. I would agree. I would agree. But of yeah, I mean, all the know, shit. I mean, like five days after The Witcher dropped also. The second season of Lost in Space drops. So it's like, 
But how many people are watching Lost in Space? Like, let's be honest. I mean, sci-fi people who want something better than the Star Trek and Star Wars that they're pumping out, maybe? Yeah. Which how Lost many, in how many Space is actually like- pretty good at, like, creating something new. Like, of course, they're not fucking with the original like everything else is. Again, their first season was a lot to be forgotten, but, like, I've heard very good things about the second season, yeah. and I'm not like a huge. I still remember the fucking God. Who would have thought we talked about fucking Friends with Joey, fucking Matt LeBlanc being in fucking oh, Lost yeah, in yeah, Space yeah, yeah. movie. That movie was terrible, by the way. I remember. I went back and watched it last year with Hannah. I, I love that movie. The girl. I remembered plays, it being good though. I, when I was a kid, I remember like I was just like amazed and attracted by the girl who played Penny. I feel you. No, the I hair told, and everything, and she grew I'm up to be a mean you. girl. <laughs> oh shit! I'm telling you, man. I liked it when I was a kid. It did not hold up for me when I went back and watched it. I'm like, oh no. So then I, I was like, oh, I'll watch the show. I did watched two it a few years like, ago, and I was like, I still love this. <laughs> I have the robot like, from it. <laughs> danger, well, robot's a danger. I did they, like the update on the robot. yeah, the robot. They updated them a lot. Um, I think I think I might have been cynical when I rewatched it because that was around my time where I was getting back into Mystery Science Theater three thousand. It was yeah, so that could probably have played a hand. It was Lacey Chabert that played Penny in that one. Yeah, boy, she's so hot. Yeah, boy. Um, and then so, they had the one chick that played the older sister, um, the, the girl from Austin Powers. I forget her name. And the Hangover. She was Heather also Graham? in one of the Heather. Is that her name? Heather Graham. I don't know. The Spy who shagged me. The second yeah, Austin Powers movie. Yeah. 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 Boy. I think I it like was Heather that Graham. one. No, it was she the was first one. Wasn't it? Oh, Elizabeth Hurley played the devil with uh, Brendan. Fraser. Oh no no no! Yeah, your second one. Yeah. Because the first um, one, it was his friend's daughter. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Fucking so Austin I would Powers say, rehashed. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I would have to say with Witcher, if you like the books in mo- or video games, most likely you won't like this show. <laughs> um, you, you might like Henry Cavill uh, as Geralt. I thought about getting one of the books on like audiobook and just listening to it one of these they days. They seem cool. A lot of people talk about them in very high regard. I still yeah. haven't finished the Game of Thrones books, and I kind of don't want to until he finishes them. Uh, he actually finishes <laughs> them, which probably won't happen. Um, he saw that last episode too. He's like, "Nah, I'm good. We're done." If, if you like Game of Thrones and you like Xena and Hercules, give it a shot. Because maybe the tone mix might work for you. And for the second season, if you like Power Rangers and... <laughs> Fuck, right? I I gotta say, I just... It felt all over the place and it felt like a grind to watch. I don't think it's the most horrible thing in the world if you right. just want to watch a fantasy show for the sake of it. I think it's fine. Uh, the actors are all really pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's such a superficial show. I'm fine with it. At the same time, I don't know if I would highly recommend it to anyone. Okay. So that's where I'm at with it. All right. Well, since we're almost done up here on this one, um, Over there. we've been talking about TV most of the day. So I got a question for you. Oh, Let's shit. see where What's we go with this here. Oh, no. um, episodic TV yes. versus serials. Which one do you like better? I'm... 
I don't eat a lot of breakfast, so when it comes cereals. to cereals. Oh, sorry. Okay. My Fruity Pebbles will go back to the shelf then. I want fruity pebbles. I'm hungry now. So Damn okay, it. so you're so you're talking so you're talking more something that has a connected overarching story throughout versus something that's just like a one off, like maybe like a TNG. Right, right, right. Like TNG was every episode was basically different until later down right. the line, and then DS9 was more. It was one yeah. continuous story. Yeah, generally. Gotcha. So, okay. Of course, so there's now 27 that fucking episodes in each season. So now that we made the distinction, what's the question again? Which one do you prefer? Do you prefer something with a overarching story for that season or for the entire series, of course? Or every episode's different? Kind of like, what is it, uh, 24 or CSI and shit. You know, every episode's different. They still have, Oof. like a little art going in them, but they're still all different. Honestly, that fe- that's a good question. Um, I feel like the answer is awful. <laughs> it's like, um, it's, it's like that idea of like, um, you're asking like what my favorite movie of all time is. Um, there's so many variables to it. Like I love one-off oh. episodes. I, um, okay. Yeah. So let me, let me, let me see if I can, if I can, so we're not going to talk Kinda. about like um, let's let's subtract things from it. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. your sitcoms, you know, those are yeah. always better episodic, anyways. Well, I'm well, okay. So well, so you, you almost killed my you almost killed my anecdote. Um, <laughs> the uh, the idea. Okay, so follow me with this. I'm gonna kind of word salad talk out of my ass for a minute and see if I can find my point in the middle of it. Is like okay, you take something like that '70s show, or. Yeah, I'll just go with that 70 show. Yeah. Or Scrubs. Yeah. Or Scrubs. Those are episodic. You could just jump into an episode. Right. And watch it. The problem the, the is. The seasons, is with, though, with those are serial seasons. With, or. Because there's well, still, I, like, an overarching Well, I'd argue story. the whole show is an overarching thing. Like, from season one to eight is obviously everybody has. Not season eight. Seven. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Good call. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. Um. God damn, season eight doesn't exist. Um, there's an arc to all the characters. Everybody goes through transition, and that's just mostly just for the uh, the nature. Oh of no, the season eight, yes, season nine. So nine was the one when they went. Nine to college. was the crappy one. Okay, thank you. That does not exist. Um, so my thing is, is that you could watch about ninety percent of the episodes in a season and be fine. It was fun. You could just drop in and be fine. But there's always that episode that if you don't know this character or you don't know the history, you're going to miss a lot. There was or a like, lot of them where it was like uh, whenever, whenever Brandon Fraser's character showed up. Except, thank you. That was exactly the episode I was thinking of. His yeah. funeral when he's running around. Taking photos and shit like it's that. One of my fa- it's one of my favorite episodes. I cry every time like a fucking bitch. And um, without the without the overarching story... That will not hit somebody as hard. You can probably get the the empathetic human elements out of it, just out of the basic, you know, yeah. the way that we all live. But the the uh, emotional connection that these actual characters have is not there unless you have seen everything. Right. Um. So I think when it comes to storytelling, I think the serial aspect is one thousand times always going to be the thing I recommend. Um. 
you're going to get more emotional payoffs. You're going, it's going to sit with you a lot longer. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to actually have like internal and external discussions about it. Like, did these all fit? It's a lot more fun to have a conversation about things that like, did all the pieces fit when you put the, when you put the puzzle together. Right. But, but with random episodic shows, there is a merit to that, that you can just turn something on and just be entertained. Kind of like a song. I don't need, I don't need to listen to the whole album to enjoy the song. Now, how about, and we're not talking anime, shows like Family Guy. You yeah. think that's better episodic or do you think shit like that, not necessarily Family Guy itself, but yeah, yeah. adult or cartoons? Again, I think, I think, I think. The way I said it will still imply. Okay. You'll get you'll get better, more emotional um, impacts because you know these characters and how where they came from and where they went. But I think with just random ass TV, like thirty minute, pro- yeah, absolutely serial or not serial, but like episodic, random episodic works really well. Like Ah Real Monsters or Rugrats or yeah. Doug, you just jump into them having a situation. Here's. We jump into a day. Here's a day in the life. Here's the problem. Let's solve problem. By end of episode, problem solved. And we all drink a milkshake and go, ha, 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 can't wait for our next adventure. There are merits to that. It's nice to just jump in, not over overtly think about all the repercussions, where everything came, where it's all going, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. At the same time, those could end up being filler episodes that have nothing to do with their character, Maybe the characters act a little differently than they normally would, so that could be jarring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and an entertainment mindless consumption of media. Yes, it's it's perfectly fine and it's good. In a narrative storytelling that you want eventual payoffs and conclusions for your characters, no, I will always take the serial aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, Flash, Flash is. I still will maintain Flash season one. I. And I'll watch it again to maybe make sure I still feel this way, even though I watch it damn near every year. <laughs> um, season one of Flash is like pinnacle superhero TV. And I think it's like really good storytelling TV. Yeah. They have this overarching villain with the with the reverse Flash. You don't know who he is, but he's always this horrible menacing thing in the background that everybody's looming and they're worried about. It's always in the back of their mind. And even as an audience, you're like, what's he doing? Where's he at? Who the fuck is he? And then when you have a reveal that maybe he was behind something, you're like, oh, shit, the plot thickens. <laughs> but Flash also did these weird monster of the weeks. It was yeah. just, here's here's the guy I'm going to fight. I'm going to learn a lesson because I fought him. And that lesson is going to get me one step closer to my end goal of the overarching right. thing. Mixing those two things together in a nice, seamless way where you don't notice it. I think that's the goal. I think that is the pinnacle of storytelling, being able to not only let me just drop into an episode and have fun and be entertained, but also if I watch it back to back to back, I get to go home and sit on it and go, oh, my God, Mm. that was great. I think a show that did that really well, too, that I had seen um, was Fringe. Okay. yeah, absolutely. Fringe did that really well. Like it was episodic ish kind of like x-files but they still had that story that they were continuously trying to get to every season it was really cool and i think lost did that i think lost (laughs) did that for a while too until they started getting Uh, weird i never watched lost 
Um, Who's got time for I mean, that? Are they on the so, island? Are they off the island? Who knows? Are they, are they coming back? What's that? Why is the shark a robot? Are they really dead? What's going on? I don't know. Uh, smoke monsters? What Honestly, too, if I just spoiled something, I have no clue because I literally don't know <laughs> shit about this show. Just so we know are clear. <laughs> Show's so retarded. You could have just said anything and it probably could have happened. Um, Did Billy really do that? I don't, is there a character named who's Billy? Billy? Who the fuck knows? Sure. Um, Do you know there was a McDonald's on the other side of the island, right? God, of course. Always, all the time. <laughs> Are they in heaven uh, or something or hell so or then, purgatory? So then I got to ask, because Buffy also, <laughs> uh, Buffy and Angel, uh, great examples of overarching there, there was, okay, background so with, stuff with episodic. With Buffy, there was a, a, a big story they were telling for the series. Mm-hmm. But most of the sh- episodes were episodic until, like, the last few episodes of each season, which is where they dove into that main storyline yep. harder, which was really cool. Um, I mean, even, it was also 90s TV. I don't see people doing a whole lot of that anymore because no. they were like, we got to tell a long story like this. We which is keep, where, like, there always has to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. Always has to be a cliffhanger. Which sucks because Netflix is always doing that. They're always leaving their shows with a cliffhanger and then they cancel them. I'm like, fuck yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. Why stop it? Like, God. Uh, okay, so then, uh, okay, reverse the question back to you then. Given given all the stuff we just talked about, um, how do you feel? Which which do you think is better, worse, maybe, um, maybe a preference? I, I will say I like, I like my sitcom style shows to be episodic always gotcha. last man standing home improvement okay. i know i just said two tim allen shows but still <laughs> <laughs> we know we know your obsession with tim allen it's fine um you know friends shit like that but even friends eventually got like overarching stories throughout yeah eventually later down the line not right away but i think you can't i think i think that's a built-in thing just from being on the air for yeah so fucking long yeah. like and you know the like, characters already so it's like we got to do exactly. something we did these big story arcs. It's like, well, not really. You just naturally I, progressed as a show for 10 years. I'll say the probably the one show that did it best for episodic, where you really did not need anything else ever, and you could jump right into it, was Seinfeld. Yeah, I'd agree. Or um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, because I I've still made, randomly turned that on. Which I've made the argument that's like our generation Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, is it as racy though? It's probably way worse. Today's standards, anyways. <laughs> our new Seinfeld is way worse. <laughs> our, our our Sunny, yeah, it's Sunny in Philadelphia is insane. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, for I, I think if I'm looking for a good story to be told, I like the serial style better. Yeah. Um, serials style. <laughs> I don't know. Cereal and milk. Cereal and milk. I want That's there to be YouTube. a good story in the cereal for me to put my milk in so I can just eat that shit up, you know. Uh, dude, I love soy milk. Um, <laughs> Almond milk. No fucking soy Dude, okay, milk. <laughs> no, bullsh- no fucking bullshit. Okay, I was making a soy joke because, like, that's, like, the new internet craze is calling people soy boys or whatever. Really? Let me tell you. God, yeah, the so internet stupid. is stupid. We well, love you. Well, because apparently, I guess, okay, I guess the joke is, is that there's estrogen in soy milk. So soy boys, they drink a lot of soy milk. So okay, a little bit. sure. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't make the internet. Give me a break. But 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 talking about butts, um, almond milk, fucking fight me, internet. 
Almond milk is fucking superior to any other milk when it comes to cereal. 100%. Wait, which one? What? Almond milk. Yeah. Just straight up silk almond milk. I don't care about the brand, but just silk is the one I know. <laughs> almond milk in cereal is far superior than normal ass milk. Fucking fight me. Just straight care. almond milk, not like vanilla flavor and all that other shit. You could do that if you want. You could even get a chocolate one and put I it in the I think the vanilla flavored one tastes good if you're eating like corn pops. Oh, dude, I put chocolate soy milk or God damn it. I did it again. <laughs> chocolate almond milk in my fucking uh, Fruity Pebbles. Game changer. Yeah. Chocolate well, and fruity. Ugh. You're a little Just fruity. Maybe you should be drinking that soy milk. Dude, I was, I was so fruity. <laughs> Dude, my 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 wrists went limp. And like, you, I bent over. You are correct. Uh, soy milk has genstein and diadazine, which act like an estrogen. Boom. Get within right. the That's body. Big t- give me some big titties. And apparently, I think it might also be in uh, soy sauce. One one or two of those. Soy sauce. Yeah. Oh God! Like fucking like soy sauce for Chinese oh my restaurants God. and shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking lie right now. I was like, wow, what a fucking joke. That was great. No, that's actually what a thing, and I'm retarded. <laughs> 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 I'm not kidding, man. I had a fucking brain fart. I was like, wow, are you being an asshole right now? That's really funny. <laughs> I literally had we had um we had hibachi the other night. Uh, or like a couple of weeks ago, I guess, uh, for my birthday and, uh, God damn it, dude. We had packets of soy sauce all over the place. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm so goddamn dumb. Oh man. Oh my goodness. John. Um, oh, anyways, get back to answering your question. Yeah. I, I Sorry, prefer yeah. cereals over, uh, episodic based on the content that I'm getting. Um, yeah. especially like with the more cinematic TV that we're getting, I yeah, prefer I that to be serial than episodic. Otherwise, it's going to just be like, all right. I I really kind of put The Witcher in both categories. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. Well, especially when you're telling it out of order. Yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's just as sporadic. <laughs> um, I would make the argument. I think it's because the way we consume media is completely different now. Right. We do it on our time. We can find it on YouTube or streaming service or we go to our source rather than having to sit down yeah. and wait and wait for it. Yeah. That's why, you know, TGI Friday, we all wanted to watch, you know, fucking Family Matters and Sabrina and shit. But we had to sit down on Friday and watch it. Now it's like we get to watch it. I, I love how you go. Family Matters and Sabrina. Well, Boy Meets World. The white straight guy needs some of that love, too. Look, dude. Come look, on. Look, I like Boy Meets World. <laughs> it's fine. Full House. Full Whatever. House wasn't on TGI Fridays. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It was well, on like a a, citation. On it that. was on like at four thirty or five in the evenings during the weekday. Because I know they were after school specials, like with Fresh Prince of Bel Air and shit like that. But like yeah. at the same time, I think they eventually moved over. I could they, be wrong. They weren't on ABC. Uh, they were Fox, weren't they? I believe so. I think. Um, okay, fine. Anyway, that's neither. <laughs> and I'm retarded. It's fine. See how um, old we are. <laughs> God damn, it's awful. Um, and there is no Fox anymore. I just think I think episodic is not nearly as rewarding and people want instant gratification, which you would think would be 
Well, you could you, get... Which you think would work with that, but it's like, when you have serial stuff, you get the cliffhangers. You get yeah. those weird payoff stingers every episode. People like that. People want that, oh my god, like they want to be rewarded for I watching I don't, because show. sometimes I just want to turn my TV off, but then it's like, oh my god, I gotta watch the next episode! Girl! Oh <laughs> yeah, but doesn't that, isn't that neat, though? Like, that idea of, like, I want to see the next thing versus, like, okay, that was fun, bye. Yeah, but sometimes it's, like, it's really bad, and I just want to get it over with. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I feel <laughs> because you. Because yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. I need to finish it because maybe, just maybe, the complete story will make sense. It will make sense. It all come together. Like Batwoman. Like maybe. Just no. Maybe. Michael, your your fucking your fucking optimism for that was highly commended for for at least the first like 5 episodes. Man, there is no Come on, man. You have to be on the train now. You're like the show is shit, but we got to watch it. Like it's I'm at a point where I'm like it's so fucking bad it's just fun to watch. Yeah, I it's don't like know. it's. I'm it's still like, on the fence. It's got to get how? better. <laughs> how? <laughs> We're only how? ten episodes in, and one only of them was the one of them was the crossover. So nine episodes, Michael. Technically, <laughs> that is the equivalent of me sitting down in front of you and talking to you for t- about we'll say just generously seven hours telling you a story that makes no sense. And you're like, I don't really want to listen to this, but you sat there and watched it. I mean, Why? I mean, I mean, the story kind of makes sense. How? I mean, <laughs> how give me something, anything. What part Kate of the Kane. story? Kate gain. Dude. Is okay. She a good here's a question. Is she a good in character? This last Is she a episode, hero? In this last episode, they said she's a billionaire. How's she a billionaire now? How? Because she stole Bruce's money. That's how. (laughs) Fucking stole everything else. Okay. Do you think she's an actual good person? Let's not even talk. Oh, God, no. We'll we'll get to superhero. Is she a good person? Well, in this last episode, they kind of tried to give her a good person vibe. Kind of tried eight episodes (laughs) in. Nine. Not even a good person, dude. She holds people at emotional hostage. She's ter- She's awful. She's awful. She I'm actually assaults curious people. If, if the comic version of Batwoman, because I don't, I don't. It's not that bad. She's no. not that bad. She no. is actually a badass. She's a and military. I don't remember in the comics them pushing like, like yeah, she dated. But I don't remember them pushing it as like the agenda in the comics of her. No, the being thing a the thing was is that she was an ex military person who was a badass who came back and just started doing vigilante shit with the help of her dad through the crows. That's how she got supplied her weapons. But then she get a suit and... from Bruce anyways? Is that where she got a suit from? Maybe I think she made her own suit. I think everything she was supplied was from her dad in the crows, if I remember correctly. Why would she do a bat if she didn't even know she was related? Because to the she bat. was in Gotham. Because she was in Gotham. It was the thing. It was the thing to do. Dress up like a Joker. Then. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Take um, it back. We're taking the clowns back, bitch. Okay. So, <laughs> Jesus. So then. Anyways, so then, yes. Yeah. Superhero. Is she even a good superhero? As in, like, she saves people, yes. How, who? She just saved a train full of people this week, so you can't ask me that Oh, today. this week! Awesome. 
Okay, well, okay, let's go back to the episode where Barbara, not Barbara, um, fucking, um, uh, fucking, uh, Alfred's daughter. Something Pennyworth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She showed up. They let the guy that they were trying to save die because they fought each other because they were mad about who was going to take him in. Yeah. Yeah. She's let Beth go about three or four times. How many people has she murdered? She's they finally murdered arrested six... her. They finally arrested her. Nine episodes in. <laughs> after after she let her go like three yeah, times. They did have she her arrested her... once and she got away. She did have her arrested and she got away. Remember? Because they blew up the, the bridge. But Kate Kane was trying to not make that happen. It doesn't matter. It happened. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it does she was actively trying not to make that happen. It doesn't On top matter. Of that, she showed you a picture of two people she murdered. She's a murderer, and you're fine with it. It's fine. <laughs> but then she got mad. She's like, her reign of terror ends now. But she was cutting skin off dead bodies. What? That's what That's what did it for you, not the six murders? That still didn't even stop her. <laughs> she stabbed her dad. <laughs> she killed her stepmom. Fucking fucking show is <laughs> retarded. Fucking show is terrible. Okay, so I went back and saw another movie, the same movie for the second time uh, last uh. night with Hannah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's a lovely war film, a World War One film, entitled 1917. Have you seen it? No, I have not. I am busy. Working. <laughs> That's what they all say. Um, I have to tell you, someone's got to edit a podcast and upload podcasts. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you have to do. You actually have to do all the hard work. I just sit my fat ass down in a chair and talk to you. Um, dude, the movie's fucking fantastic. What's that you said? It's fucking aw- awful. What awful? Who would say that, John? Those are your I thought war I, heroes. I thought I hated everything. Doesn't John hate everything? I know, internet. It's crazy. Um, you do. I, f- I fucking love this film, dude. It's the second time I've seen it. And, like, it still sits with you, like, when you're done with it. Like, I remember it, it was kind of like I hate to compare it to this because it's so on a – they're two different levels. But, like, watching Infinity War after that ending and, like, everybody dusted and the credits came up and you just kind of had that moment of – like you just had to take a moment to like mm-hmm. take it all in. Twice I watched that film and I felt that way. It's so good, man. Like now I don't want to spoil anything for you because I really do want you to see it because I think I is it a game changer type film? I would say yes and no. I would say um I think I texted you yesterday. It felt like something it felt like it did something brand new, but it felt extremely familiar at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was like the mechanics and like the filmmaking process and the actual production of it is just so on another level. It's really special. Like the the um the the movie I or the word I use constantly to describe this film is uh special. It's just so special. Um they do they try to do the one take thing and they do a really good job of it i think there's only like two or three times where i'm like it's kind of blatantly obvious they they made the transition um the acting is absolutely superb the the production like 
set design and all the stuff is like extremely well thought. It's just thoughtful. I love this film. The music is fantastic. I still maintain it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen cut ever. And I'm willing to say ever. I would put it in like for sure top 50 trailers ever made. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, when it comes to war, I so uh, we were talking about it last night for like a minute. You're not a big war movie guy, like at all. No, not like a massive war You're film massive. guy. Like I've seen a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. I'm not like falling head over heels over any of them. It's not one that war movies aren't something like you seek out or anything like that. Um, or maybe. Well, I'm it okay. So it depends. Let's find let's find your barometer. I'm kind of curious. Um. If I said war movie right now that you wanted to pick up and go watch, what would you pick? I want to see Dunkirk still. I haven't seen that yet. You haven't seen it? No. Okay. Uh, how about something you have seen that you're like, if somebody said, I have to watch a war film tonight, what would you pick? Uh, and, was, and I'm fine with satire. I'd prefer if it was maybe something a little more akin to this. Right. Like, I don't need you um, watching like Larry the Cable Guy's Delta Farce. Probably Saving you know Private I mean? Ryan. Just yeah, because I, I mean, I've seen answer. like almost every fucking movie they've ever had about Pearl Harbor and I'm over <laughs> it already. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> oh, because Pearl Harbor shit. I mean, um, they did Midway. I watched Midway in theaters. And yeah, what would you think of that? But that was like right after Pearl Harbor bombing and shit, which was cool. Okay. Um, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, the, the, yeah. the CG was eh, but the story was yeah. there. I didn't see it. I was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, I'm sure I'll see it eventually because I do like war films. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a uh, Saving Private Ryan is obviously always into the discussion. You can't help yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Were Soldiers is like my favorite. It's Mel Gibson. There's uh, was a Band of Brothers was the show fucking right? Great HBO series. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like eight episodes or something. Yeah, um, that's just brilliant filmmaking right there. That's just good shit. It's um, TV making. That's not film. Sure, you know what I mean. You still shoot on film. Suck, suck a dick. No, nope, um, they didn't. They shot it all on digital. Band of Brothers. I don't think so. I'm just fucking with you. I was like, I would like, I would like citation on that, please. There is no film. Film is an imaginary thing. Ah, uh, got you. It's a concept. It's a, it's a it's wrong. A, it's an imaginary of, construct of, of everything that you state of mind. you feel. You you see things on film. Really, film never existed. Okay, so <laughs> let's wrap um, it up. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. I was just more just trying to get my, my train back on the tracks. Um, I would have to say I like war movies. I think it's because I come from an army family. And I was talking to you about it the other day. It was like, I think war movies were like the superhero movies before superhero movies were big. What do you mean, John? That seems strange. I, I would go with the idea of like knights of the round table and military. There's this built in sense of nobility and doing the right thing. And there's hierarchy, like built in hierarchy. You know that you don't go against an order unless this character has like this character flaw or strong sense of purpose to have to go against it. That kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The idea of a hero trope, you could almost argue comes from military. This idea of honor and duty and nobility and respect and, and doing the right thing and sacrificing for the greater good. That's all built in. You know, you look at Star Trek, Starfleet, it's a military. You look at Star Wars, the resistance and the empire. War movies are always a thing. 
you just don't notice it. There's always a faction versus a faction. Even Lord of the Rings, the orcs had a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Kingdoms had hierarchy. It's how it works. And um, I think because you have that built in, uh, I guess, character trope, you don't have to spend as much time establishing the character. You get to humanize them as you go along. It's like, well, this is a guy in the military. Unless you give me something to contradict it, he's heroic. He's here for the greater good. Unless you start to have dialogue where he's like, no, I was forced into this. I wish I wasn't here. Blah, blah, blah. Right. You know? Um. So I like that. I like that. I, I like that ideology that's like already pre-established. Now, with something like 1917, you have that. And we're just thrust into this story. And because it's on this one take, I was telling Hannah, it was kind of like the idea of being on a Disney ride. Where you just sat in a chair, but good, and s- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it didn't and it didn't break down three times in one week. Um, you get to ride it, and you're just following these characters mm. going through a day. It's like there's barely any cuts. Uh, you only see the span of one day, which was really refreshing, um, especially when we just got off talking about a TV show where it's so chronologically like fucked. You have no idea what's going on or like the new Star Wars sequels where it's like, I don't know if we've been together for a week, a month, a day or a year. Right. This is like it's one fucking day and here we go. And it's so simple, which will gives you a chance to connect with your characters, connect to the situation and follow along in a very simple way. And. Um. I just I don't want to spoil anything for you. I'd love to talk more about it after you see it. Yeah, man. I would very much like to do that. I'm gonna try and make um, it out when I have a uh, time. I can't do it today, would, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You would absolutely be doing yourself a disservice if you missed it in the theater. Um, the audio is fantastic. It's like they actually cared like about bullet hits and stuff. I jumped constantly. Like, it feels like it hit you. Cause, you know, like, the last the, w- the last movie people told me I'd be doing myself a disservice too if I didn't watch it in the theaters. I still haven't watched in theaters. What was it? Fuck them, cats. What was it? <laughs> Who said that? They're like, oh no, you gotta go see it in theaters because it's so bad that you'll enjoy it more. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. No, give me a fucking six pack and throw me in front of my TV watching cats. I'm like, next time I go to the theater, it's probably gonna be seeing 1917. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll probably check out the Bad Boys movie. I've heard good things. And then I don't know what else is in there. I've heard both mixed, good and bad about I, it. But I'm sure it's, it's terrible. Like, it's probably the action movie I wanted Hobbs and Shaw to be. I agree. I, I could be with so, that. Because um, those saying, characters never change either. Like Bad, I heard, Bad Boys 2 was so fucking absurd. Yeah. I'm like, give me, just give me more. The thing is, like people were saying that... They haven't really changed much. Like Will Smith still acts like he did in the last movie. I'm like, perfect That's fine. character. That's fine. He he's established. You don't have to work on his character unless, now. Unless you watch me, unless I get to watch him grow, I would at least rather him just right. be the guy I know. Like, let me at least be the guy I know. Star Wars again, fucking Last Jedi. If you're not gonna make Luke Skywalker like progress as a character, can I at least see him as he was? Yeah. Although didn't in the last in Bad Boys Two, didn't they? Uh, didn't he hook up with Martin Lawrence's sister, <laughs> daughter? 
No. Or was it his sister? That's nasty, Gabrielle dude. Union? Yeah, that was his sister. <laughs> oh, no, the daughter was the one with the door. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Damn. Ew. My B. Shame sorry, John. Dude. John the Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars had incest. Give me a break. Okay. Yeah, but not pedophile incest. Because <laughs> they're all great. Um, um, anyways, yeah, go oof. on about oof. about your movie. <laughs> oof. Oof. Um, a big oof. Uh, I would just have to say with, like, 1917. Here, So here's the fun part. Like, because I like war movies. Yeah. Would I say 1917 is the best war film ever made? Yes and no. I would say the way it's shot is really spectacular. The filming of it? Yeah, like the production value, right. like the way it was shot. But not the actual story itself. The story's fine, all of that. I think it's like I'm I'm arguing what steak was better. Mm-hmm. And I had three steaks, but like one had a little bit of flavor that was just a smidge different. I'm like I'm really arguing about who's my favorite child or essentially. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that. Um which I'm sure there's plenty of jokes there. Um, the deal is, is that with 1917, twice I went in and had an emotional response. I cried constantly, mostly probably because I drink too much soy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. That's called a callback. Call um, um, they nailed it. And like the, the, the fleetingness of human life and war and stuff is really well done in this film. It, for some people, it could be a little slow. Yeah. Um, and it's such a simple story. I could see people getting bored, but at the same time, like, I think it's so well shot, like lighting and production and stuff. It's just a fucking great film. Now, we've already talked about Saving Private Ryan. And I brought up We Were Soldiers. Subjectively, if anybody asked, I think Saving Private Ryan and We Were Soldiers are better. Mm-hmm. On an entertaining aspect. Now, here are my examples. We Were Soldiers has Mel Gibson, um, Kevin Klein, actors, actors, actors. Sure, I'll name them off. That's fine. I don't care. My deal is, is that you have Hal Moore getting new cadets dealing with them history and they cut back to America where the families like the moms are putting together like laundry services and you're watching them receive letters and telegrams of when their their men have died and you in we were soldiers you get to see the impact of what war does to everyone um cuz even like we were soldiers they even show uh battle strategies from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there's a great moment. I, I believe this actually happened in real life. Cause my dad actually met Halmore, the guy that it's based on. And there's a book and the book's fucking fantastic, by the way. Um, this, uh, Viet Vietnam guy tried to bayonet Mel Gibson's character, Halmore, and he gets killed. He's given the book, like the diary from the guy who tried to kill him. And he wrote to his wife. Okay. Saying like, I'm sorry. And blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. I like seeing the humanity of war because 
it's so shitty that we have to do that, but sometimes it has to happen to make things progress or get people yeah. out of stuff. I don't want to get political about anything, but war war is a necessary evil from time to time. And I liked seeing a movie uh, depict it from multiple points of view. Mm-hmm. Rather than just, while, here's one while dude. Still be- yeah, while still being entertaining, while still doing all the action-y stuff, while still giving me good editing and filmmaking. Saving Private Ryan is just an action film mm. with a lot of deep, deep character development. Um, you have you have this platoon or whatever you want to call them, this faction of guys who all have a very strong personality, and you all get to watch them interact and deal with the the hardships. But we're with them. We're following them. So we just get the war aspect for the most part with a little bit of uh, Private Ryan's family. Yeah. And that's about it. Um, but it's a great film. It's shot well. Obviously, we all know the film schooly bullshit about it. It's so pretty. Oh, my gosh. The cinematographer um, was so-and-so. Oh, my God. He's it amazing. was directed oh. by this guy. It's no best picture. Though. If we're going to do the film school bullshit, Roger Deakins actually did do director <laughs> photography shit on 1917. Who's the guy I always give shit about? Um, because he is fantastic, but it's like the name that everybody brings up. Yeah. Um, so I found that kind of ironic for His me. His work is, is really so funny. glorious. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to do my thesis on him. <laughs> oh. Excuse me while I make my PowerPoint presentation about how he's like the greatest cinematographer ever of all time, ever, no matter whatever movie he does. Oh, my God. Like, you got an A. A plus. I bet, a plus, I, bet Roger plus. De- I bet Roger Deakins would have been incredible at Hot Tub Time Machine. And, and there go all of our film school <laughs> viewers. All our friends fucking hate us. Um <laughs> Sorry, my dude. Um, my my thing is is that subject and obviously I'm gonna play the subjective objective card. Subjectively, I will watch We Were Soldiers over both of those films, Saving and 1917. Um, I think 1917 is on a different level, but I think they're three completely different films. Obviously. I mean, it is <laughs> obviously. Thank you. I knew you. I knew you were gonna do it, but I'm saying like the style and the depiction of war. And granted, I do appreciate the fact that they're three different wars. Save it, Private Ryan's WW2. 1917 is WW1. Yeah, which we really haven't seen that talked about since Wonder Woman, <laughs> and we were soldiers with Vietnam. Was so, that Wonder? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no oh yeah, land. because somebody There's fucking no someone on Twitter was like, "How come you don't see any women out?" I was like, "Go watch Wonder Woman if you want to see a woman out in no man's land." Hey, you fucking retard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, but what I think your, what are you guys thinking when you say <laughs> shit like that? They're stupid. That's why identity politics. The women were pathetic. back home busting our metal down to make weapons that's what they were doing like they're being fucking badasses too while raising kids god damn it like holy fuck man like i just don't i just do not oh my god i'm about to go on a fucking all right let's go i know what's no i can't i can't get over the idea that like people disregard and devalue women during wartime that's insane yeah you could like not only do you need house. Didn't upkeep. they do like a 
a movie or a show about like army wives or some shit like that. It was literally called Army Wives. Was it? <laughs> yeah. It was a TV show. I think it was CBS. I don't remember if it was Or was CBS, that like but... a reality show? No, it was no, it was a Oh, it was an actual show. Narrative. Okay. It was a narrative. Okay. And um but again, we were soldiers delves into that. Like we need to clean their their uniforms yeah. and get their shit ready to be deployed back to them and how do we keep the community running and how do we keep our family safe here and Yeah. Like, how do you, like, way to fucking devalue what these people did. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the I The next got war movie will just be from the POV of a woman. There you go. I would watch it. I'm fine with it. Like, they did as long as a decent good. job of it when they did, um, I, I would recommend the writers and the director, maybe, from the uh, the NASA one that they did with um the all the women in NASA. Oh, the uh, what was it? I forget the name of it, but three, I've seen the it. The three black women. Who... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they <laughs> just cool. they they created the whole department of just women. That's so awesome, and that like, was a I, really I, good movie. I just I just don't understand why you devalue gender roles. Gender roles are not a bad thing, oh. and can you switch them around? Absolutely. I can fucking do laundry and fucking wash a dish. Like, get the fuck out of here. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> I fucking hate people. They're so close-minded. Right. Um Anyway, so my thing with I love the fact that Saving Private Ryan is this. God, I keep slurring that title for some reason. Saving fucking Private Ryan. Oh my god. Um, it's a World War II action-packed thing. I mean, you're talking Storm and D-Day. You have tank battles, sniper, sniper battles. Uh, fucking just all kinds of shit going on. And that shows the chaos. And it's kind of like muted colors, too. Like, it's not overly saturated or anything mm-hmm. like that. So the style's different. Then you go to We Were Soldiers. It's got a little more saturation in it than normal. But that's because you're talking about huge um, explosions because we're talking napalm. And uh, they were doing Black Hawk uh, helicopter battles. Like, the idea of dropping and, and reloading um, uh, soldiers into the battlefield. Yeah at any given time for landing zones in Vietnam. That was really cool. Um, Black Hawk down is another one. That's really cool. That has to deal with like the desert storm Kosovo thing or something. I don't quite remember. Um, so I'd recommend that one too, but I, that one's a little more like cartoony actiony versus like these three films that feel really respectful. They, they should have, uh, they should have connected saving private Ryan and turn Captain Miller into, like, Forrest Gump's grandpa. <laughs> God, you silly goose. Could you almost make the argument that Forrest Gump's is like a pseudo-war movie? It is. Anyway. They they have the, well, it's they a talk portion it. of it, because they yeah. deal with the Korean, or no, not Korean. Uh, it's Vietnam. Vietnam. It's why I always think Korean. We never have been to, there. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but I'm I would, just but planning I... for the future yeah. one. <laughs> If um if I had to in my mind subjectively I would say We Were Soldiers is my favorite most entertaining one of all three because it gives me everything I want right. Um, nineteen seventeen is this beautiful, beautifully shot war film that just you get to be very intimate with the ideas of war. Would you categorize Saving... it as a blockbuster film or no? no. Okay. No. Um. The explosions are really, like, minuscule. It's so scary. I hope we don't have to tell people what blockbuster film means. Yeah. Basically everything else you see in theaters. I, 
I, I pretty much if you if if it's a Michael Bay film, it's a blockbuster. If you have more explosions per scene than dialogue, yeah, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> quote unquote. I, I'm just being an asshole, but yeah. Um, Endgame was a blockbuster. I I guess at the end of the day, just so I don't keep yeah. getting derailed and like yeah, fucking repeating myself. Because you keep 1917. Doing it. Well, you're not helping. <laughs> Um, 1917 is on a production level, fucking fantastic. Nailed it. Um, two or three little jokey nitpicks in it. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about them when you watch it. Yeah. Um, but I think on a, uh, on a manufacturer level, like the way it was created is it's special and it was thoughtful and it was beautiful. I, I love that film. Okay. And um, as a war movie, I'd put it in the top five war movies ever made. 100%. So that's where I'm at with that. Hopefully you go see it soon. Now, I know we're running long. Do you still have time for one more bitch fest? What do you got? Let's do it in another time. You want to do it another time? Yeah. Oh, you're so Let's sad. end this cast. Let's end this cast. Fair enough. Let's go. Can I have it? Oh, can I do the thing that we hate? What's that? I'm going to give a teaser. Dun, dun, for dun, the dun. Po- for, the, for the next podcast. On the next episode of Operation Babble. We will be talking. As much as I don't give a shit what you think. We are watching and talking about Rise of Skywalker. It needs to be discussed. <laughs> It will be discussed. So late in the game, John. You know, I think it's. I think we can it's do it. Good, we, I mean, we don't have to spend the whole thing. cast on it, but yeah. But I think it's a good thing because I I like the idea that we didn't jump on it immediately. Yeah. Um, it gives so, me a chance you know, to watch soak it one more and... time, which I really don't want to do, but I'm going to because I hate it. And um, oh, there are so many things to talk about right. about it, and and I'm ready. Well, to, I'm ready to dissect it like with a that data. said <laughs> i want to dissect it like a data call me maddox we i got my quote for the day it's from the big bang theory no don't do it it's two different people saying this i have oh, to no. do it because that's how their fucking quotes are they're so stupid oh no oh no don't do it what are you doing? it starts off with penny talking to sheldon <gasps> well you know how he is he's so sensitive and emotional sheldon that's because he drinks too much soy milk Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I guess you're right. I'm going to go drink my soy and almond milk in my cereal. Uh, Later, nerds. You just finished another great episode of Operation Babble. You can catch every episode of Operation Babble on all your audio streaming services, including SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Operation Babble. And join the conversation today by searching for the Operation Babble group on Facebook. Links also in the description. Don't forget to find Mike on all social platforms, including YouTube, by searching Mike Shrews, M-Y-K-E-S-H-R-E-W-S. You can find John on Instagram and YouTube via Bald Man Bad. Thanks and have a great day.